Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, guys, it's a, it's a Monday. It's a Monday following a loss, but last game ever in the AAC Monday. It is a Monday following the departure of a historic coach uh, here at the University of Cincinnati Monday. It is a hopefully two wins for the basketball team. This upcoming week, Monday, it's a uh, let's try and find positivity, optimism, and, uh, you know, be uh, be uppity, 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 Monday. I don't know. Uppity, without uppity, further ado, uppity. uppity, uppity, uppity. That's about what I'm going to roll with. But without further ado, time to bring in three guys, my pals, my buddies, my guys who are going to try and navigate you on this uh, these here uncharted paths, none other than Aaron Smith. Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, how are we? We're here. Pain. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Pain. Pain. You all right, buddy? Need a hug? I, I could yeah. use one, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Hug would be nice all around. Uh, man, it has been a, uh, a tough tough last last week last week and a half honestly ever since the number one recruit in, in the nation in basketball you know spurned the uh the old bearcats it's kind of been a little bit downhill since then but none none further than uh this past sunday when right around you know late morning word starts to spread out young young pete thamel if you turn on his notifications and and you see something cincinnati in there it's going to be Either something sad or, or or something happy, but it's going to be something that's ninety nine percent true. So he drops the uh, the discussion that yes, Luke Fickle is in conversations of you know being the next head coach at Wisconsin. So that's where we are. He is now in Wisconsin. Had the press conference today. The press conference with John Cunningham was last night. Chad was there. Then they had a two and a half hour long rendition i'm i'm happy to still be here i was sacrificed last night for brady <laughs> collins to try and stay with the uh with it the didn't work. community didn't quite work so you guys are all still stuck with me but uh without further ado guys you know i it's, it's funny because you come into these things expecting to talk about the game prior and i don't think we're going to even mention tulane or or what what even well, i mean i i would be honest that game was three weeks ago. Right. It, it feels so weird. Am I, am I wrong? Like, that no. game was so long ago. Absolutely. I barely recall any of the details yeah, about that almost... game at this point. It was so – they played in the Maui Invitational a month ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for, I forgot even about the, the debacle <laughs> of the Maui. Ryan forgot there was a basketball team. <laughs> uh, is, at this point, you're absolutely right. <laughs> the debacle of Maui, it, like Thanksgiving doesn't even feel like it happened. I, it, it, the whole thing is strange. Dante Corleone was out with an injury. That's, that's about what I can remember. And we had a, a new quarterback in there, young young Evan Prater. And uh, it was Ta senior Taylor. Day. That's about Taylor, it. Taylor, yes. Taylor, yes. I want you to. There she is. Did you Thank see you. my? Did you see my edit, Taylor? I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. Man, it's a sad sight. We should just have a rotating picture of, of a different coach just 
every five minutes on there and start freaking people out. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, man. It's a it's a tough time. Obviously, one of the one of the hardest weeks I can remember as a uh, Bearcat sports fan. But um, we've we've gotten quite a lot of different accounts on this throughout the BCJ community, but we have not gotten one yet that is that of a former player and, and honestly a really good friend of Luke Fickles, but uh, Ryan, man, uh, just laid out there the news as it unfolded to you, kind of how you're able to stomach everything and, and where you at now with everything. Everybody's here uh, to hear from you. They, they want, they yeah. want to hear what Mr. Bearcat thinks right now. I I'm still kind of shocked, still hurt. Um, it's hard to kind of put into words. You, you feel like this, this hurts way more than anything that Brian Kelly did. Um, even though like, I don't know, it's just, you never expected it. Cause we, we were on this podcast and I was always talking about how Luke was going to be here. Luke was going to stay. And that's a hundred percent what I thought. And I think it blindsided, um, everybody, um, I mean, I've talked to all the guys. I've talked to a lot of people within the program. No one saw any of this uh, coming. And I don't, quite frankly, I don't know how much Coach Fick even saw it coming. You know, that's how that have to I, be I disagree, something. Ryan. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not going to speak on anything I don't know about. I'd have to hear it from him. But yeah, I'm just sad because, uh, you know, this university means so much to me and he was such a big part of that he was such a big part of like why i'm on this show and why i come here every monday to talk um talk bearcats he's just he feels he's such a big part of uc for me and just feels like a hole just got ripped out of my heart um but right when i saw pete i saw pete's name i was like we're fucked like just to be blunt, like that's yeah. the immediate thought. I know I, I reached out to you guys and I was like, this isn't good. Cause DEFCON one is, is your actual words. Yeah. Yeah. I said, this is DEFCON one. <laughs> like, this is bad. Um, still like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Wisconsin's a lateral move. In my opinion, I think every year that he's been here, at least the last three years, we would have beat the shit out of Wisconsin. Um, I'm just going to say that straight up. And I feel like being in the Big 12, I think he'd have every chance to win and be successful. Um, I really don't – I can't – I don't think he's the type of man to be about the money, and it's nice to have it, but he just got paid. He, he got everything. He told – I talked to him earlier before the year started and he's like yeah i told him i need x amount of dollars for my assistance and we need the the indoor and cunningham delivered like he's done a lot lately and and then he just kind of bails out so it's all it's all there's all a lot i mean i i i'd love to talk to him to try to feel him out but it's hard to it's hard to stomach because i really thought he'd be here and I only thought he'd ever leave for Ohio State. I never thought it would be anyone else. And I don't know. Maybe that's his motive. Maybe it's, hey, I want to go beat Ryan Day and prove to Gene Smith that I can win in the Big Ten. I mean, maybe that's it. That's just top of my 
mind. Maybe he thinks the Big Ten's going to take over and he doesn't want to be behind the eight ball. I don't know. But. A couple things. What is your reaction to one, him interviewing the day after the ECU game? Uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not. I, I know but, about that. Yeah. And then Amy uh, traveling to Madison to like, you know, feel for a scouting out. trip, feel, feeling out the city, probably recon. checking out the schools. Yeah. When, when did, see, was that the same, same uh, time no. period? So I, I believe they came here. It was same time period, but I believe they came here to interview him the day after the ECU game. Uh, um, I don't like, I mean, that yeah, doesn't that, match anything. He's that, that's a team still playing for a championship. I know. And I don't know, like, that's a thing. I don't know if he's done this. Like I, you know, I, it's, it's like, you know, a lot of people they'll take interviews just to hear people out. Um, I think it's, you know, it's not something you love. Um, I don't know. It would just depend on has he, did he take interviews from Michigan state? Did he take interviews from Notre Dame? He took interviews, but they were always after the season. Okay. Never. So this, this is the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't love that. It sounds like, I don't know why that's what, that's what still keeps coming back in the head. Like why, why would he do that? Like what, what is provoking this? And that's something I, I really don't have an, an answer to. Like, I don't, I could just keep guessing in my head, but I, and I don't love that he did that. And I'm sure that was something that he's probably feels really bad about because I will always defend coach fickle. I think he is a great man. He has a great heart. He is rooted in everything you should be as a man, as a football coach. Um, and I will stand by that. And if he took that interview, I don't think he would ever give anything less than his best for this university and that, and that team. So yeah, the optics might not look good, but like I would die on the hill that he was giving all he could for this team, even though that he's he was maybe planning on leaving. Yeah, I, like Chad was saying that the the interview in that article that was uh, posted by a Wisconsin writer. It was about how it was during the ECU weekend. Out, uh, they were like super undercover. They were changing tail numbers on on flights so they couldn't be tracked, and you know trying to like. They're hiding in cars and things like that to be to, to not be seen. And all of a sudden they, you know, he supposedly had a 7:30 a.m. interview after the ECU game, because the ECU game was on a Friday, and then they were able to make it back for the uh for Wisconsin's game against Iowa. I mean, the whole thing is is kind of strange looking back on it. And I think back as well to the end to after the Tulane game in the press conference. I thought the Luke's answer to Justin Williams question regarding the whole, you know, coaching search and whatnot. I thought it was, it was a little different than what he normally says. And oh, something know, I, was off there for sure. Yeah. When was that? When was that question? After the game. After the Tulane game on uh, on Friday night. If, if you go back and watch it, it's just it, – the tone was weird. He was like, you know, it's going to be a tough, you know, next couple of weeks. So I'm going to see – I got to get back with those seniors to talk about what, uh, what the next couple of weeks are going to hold for them. So it was kind of – that part was strange. Um, I don't know. It, it, the, the whole thing, I, 
I'm kind of a crazy man. I've gone back and looked at other press conferences and whatnot, and, and the tone and the vibes certainly did feel a little different. So I, I don't know kind of what your guys' thoughts are on that, but uh, yeah, I'm I, it's hard for me. I, I don't know. Like I, that's something I, I've never seen in him ever. I, I was there with him for five years. I got. I, I've talked to ev- all of my close friends who are really close with him and interact with him daily, and they did not suspect any bit of like one foot out the door or not trying to like give everything he he was able to. So I believe me, I asked. I've asked multiple people. I've I've, I've pried at it, and it's not something I feel like he would have shown either. So. I know it sucks. It hurts. You're like, you feel like you got cheated on by your yeah. girlfriend or something. I mean, it's just, it's hard. I don't know. There's a lot of things. I don't know what I don't, there's rumors on Twitter. There's things swirling. I, I'm a loyal man. I'm a loyal man to coach fickle. And I'd have to look more into that stuff to really give a, a true opinion on it. But yeah, I don't know. the whole the whole thing as well. Uh, you know, if if you watch the fickle press conference at all today at at Wisconsin, which I did just for research sake, um, it was is more party at your house, Royer. Is there a noise behind you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I don't hear anything. Hold on, I'll be right back. I'll <laughs> mute real quick. You're good. Um. Well, in in that. <laughs> oh, to be young again. I mean, I, it's picking up a bunch of noise. I don't know what, what's going on there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Going back, looking at the uh, Wisconsin press conference, and it was kind of, kind of weird seeing – and I'm, I'm sure you guys have all seen the uh, that one tweet floating around about what Herb Street had to say in regards to this, this past season being difficult for, you know, Luke and, and Amy and whatnot. And I don't know if that was, you know, what was going on behind the scenes or what was going on on the field or whatnot. But, you know, it, it, it was strange seeing that side of things come out, especially from, from Herb Street, who I imagine has a pretty close relationship with Luke as well. So that I mean, that I, part was weird. Yeah, I'm interested to hear Dave on Thursday. There's a basketball game on Wednesday, so the BCJ pod will be on Thursday. But apparently Godfrey and Thamel have kind of been shitting on Cincinnati. Uh, and the information's coming from somewhere in terms of like, there's a feeling that it's one of the bottom three or four jobs in the, going into the Big 12, and they don't have the resources. I, I know there's a lot of concern, especially on the football side about NIL, that they're not ready, that that it hasn't. You know, I know B Fox is doing everything in his power to to take a different approach, um, but I think internally from the people that have been around the program the most in terms of like donors, I think there's a feeling that, that, that they aren't, uh, they aren't into the NIL landscape, that it's not something that, that they have been, you know, um, picked up, like caught up in, like they, they, they have a way that they've done things. They've donated for, buildings and infrastructure and i'm sure they were just hit pretty heavily for 
the indoor indoor practice facility. Um, but I, I think that is something that's got to be addressed. I think it's it's. But my concern is if those guys are saying that, like, where did it come from? Right. Which, I mean, that points to just if, if he's shitting on Cincinnati on his way out the door, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Whether whether you whether you think it or not, this is a place that took a chance on you, gave you your first head coaching job, and you're gonna you know on the way out throw some stones. It's a, it's not a good look at all. I, I mean, do you think a lot of it is just the the whole billing during the games and then the social media interactions that that followed and that sort of thing? Or do you think it, it, it breaks down even further into like something internal that, you know, n- no one really knows other than Luke and, and the other choice few people in, in, internally as well outside of the NIL thing? I, I think there was, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're losing recruits. They lost Malik Elzey, NIL's factor. Cam Calhoun, NIL's factor. Jason Hewlett, I don't care what anybody related to him on the board says, NIL was a factor. Mm. Um, so I think there's there's a belief that like the the next step needed to be taken there. And I don't know that that they did enough soon enough to stem that tide. Yeah. I don't know. So I, NIL obviously is something as well. And it was interesting to hear because the the whole, you know, thing that, that transpired on the Wisconsin press conference was a lot about how Luke and, and the, the AD had a complete segment about NIL and how important they see it is. And, and Luke mentioned how he sees it as like a, a key thing moving forward. And I just feel like that was never really the case here. You know, it was, it was never really, brought up and when it was we've kind of just dismissed it or didn't really harp on it too much but I, you know maybe that's the next step is is Cunningham recognizing that and, and seeing that hey this is something we need to grab the bull by the horns and make sure it happens and you know I see I see some people in the in the chat mentioning you know the whole Cincy Reigns um movement and everything of that sort so I don't know we'll We'll see what what comes of that next, but I, I would imagine the next hire has to be pretty dedicated to the NIL and the and the new movements that have come with college football. Because if that's if that's a big piece, why then it's going to be another piece why you're you're still not being able to reach the top is if you don't latch onto that and, and really go in two feet in. So, but look, Luke was slow on the uptick; like he was slow, kind of embracing it and. I, I, his, his approach was admirable because he wanted it to be as evenly distributed as possible. Um, but that's not, that's not how this works anymore, man. Like, it, it's just not like the guys that are worth it. You're, you're worth, you're only worth what somebody will pay you. Right. Right. And he had guys, he was losing guys because other people felt they were worth more than Cincinnati could pay them. And that's not cheating anymore. Like, let's make that clear. That's not cheating anymore. It's reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, yeah. Here we are, Ryan. Were you able to talk to any any current players or 
anything along that sort as as far as the uh, the meeting with with Luke and the staff and everything and and kind of what you know Carrie was able to say to them as well in his you know first interactions and and saying you know hey we're gonna move it forward. Uh, yeah, uh, I talked to a couple guys after the meeting and basically it was just like fickle walking in there and just basically apologizing and saying I'm going to Wisconsin and just thanked them for everything he's done for them and how much he loves them. And, and he's just sorry that it had to go down like that. And basically then Kerry Combs stepped in and said like, Hey guys, like all I'm worried about is you guys and helping you guys out and making sure we have a great bowl trip and prepared and ready to play and getting this ship turned around in the right direction. And, and then that's basically, that's basically all it's been. The guys went in and lifted today. Um, pretty sure Brady was still there working the guys out today. And a lot of the assistants are probably going to stick around and work those guys out um, for as long as they can. But normally how it goes is Brady will take most of his guys with him. And so I don't know how, when that's going to happen. I haven't heard anything about that. Um, but that, I mean, I think they're trying to, you know, coach fickle and uh, coach, coach Brady and anyone who does end up going to Wisconsin, they love these guys. They love this program. And I think they're going to do everything they can to, you know, handle it the right way as hard as it is. But I think Combs is going to do a great job. He's an experienced guy. He's been through stuff like this before, and he's going to make sure that these guys are taken care of and that we're ready to win in the bowl game. Um, as hard as that is to like even discuss right now, but I think Coach Combs is going to do a good job. Well, are you uh, are, are you going to be the strength coach going forward? I told uh, Danny Felino, I said, hey, man, you tell me what you need. I'll be there. I'll help you guys out. Maybe I'll end up with a headset. I'll be calling the defense or something. We'll see. <laughs> to lighten the mood real quick here, I uh, did want to mention that tonight is the last night. If you haven't already signed up for BearcatJournal.com to catch 75% off, roughly $25, gets you one year of subscription for BearcatJournal.com. Uh, it's the second straight night. We've had over 200 of you knuckleheads in here, so we thank you all for your support here on our YouTube page, on our Twitch page, um, and the ongoing support from the members who are already with us at Bearcat Journal and those of you who are going to be signing up in the future. So we appreciate that. Also, like and subscribe while you're here. That, that too. too. There you go. Uh, let's let's go back, Chad, because obviously you were kind of, you know, recently new into the trenches with uh, Cincinnati covering the, the program when, when Brian Kelly made his departure. Um that that one obviously came a little bit more controversially. Uh, this one, I like it's. I still have a weird feeling because I I was a sucker for what Luke was mentioning about how being able to you know do everything that you can do elsewhere at Cincinnati. You know the, the whole buy-in that he wanted everyone to have, and and I I mean I completely bought into the message as well. And I understand the business side of things. And I understand. That yes, there are bigger steps out there and whatnot, but you know, moving to the Big Twelve in the first season, and the whole fact that you know it's it's a it's a new adventure, a new step towards a direction. I don't know. We'll see 
I, I was thinking that he was going to stick around at least until Ohio State or something. I, not Wisconsin. Wisconsin was was the mind-boggling one. For one me. second. Paul, yeah. it's a joke. Okay, relax. Promise. <laughs> what they say at the end of end of uh, PTI. Pardon the interruption. I mean, it's you have anything else you'd be doing, you could be doing with your night, and you're here with us. So kind of does make you a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian, I was the same way, and I'm still trying. Like that—that that was my thought process. Is I mean, he Coach Fickle, he he's a Columbus guy, and maybe he's trying to use Wisconsin as, as a stepping stone to Ohio State, right? Um, because I mean, the Buckeyes have infinite money to buy him out of any Wisconsin contract if, if that's who they would want to replace Ryan Day with. But it's like, I mean, my only thing is like, all right, maybe he wants to, oh, I got to go beat Ryan Day once or twice to, you know, show OSU, hey, like I, I'm back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be six and seven again. I don't know. Yeah. And I saw someone mention before, they said like they saw Freeman kind of, you know, take the Notre Dame, Notre Dame job, and who knows, Coach Fickle. I think that hurt. Yeah, and I th- what like God bless Coach Fickle. He was riding with us, and he stuck to us. Then, um, and maybe he just like I, I, I can't make that same mistake. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that, Ryan. Right. Yeah. Well, because because Chad, what well, the same timeline last year? Because I like obviously making the move is a lot to do with making sure you get in there before the whole transfer portal thing happens before signing day happens and, and, and things to kind of situate yourself well heading forward. Um, I mean, the same timeline last year was the reason why Notre Dame made the quick hire with, with Marcus Freeman was because they knew they had such a really good, you know, such a solid recruiting class. I think it was their top rated in years or something along those lines, or maybe ever. And they wanted to keep that together. Uh, so I, I don't know it would have been strange last year if, if Luke would have had these same sort of interviews and same sort of discussions, which brings me to the point where like this season, if if freaking South Florida is able to come up with one stop or pick up one first down and there's a looming AAC championship on Saturday, like it's just there's so many yeah. just just we questions. just win. Yeah, it's like all the questions like circling on my head. I'm like talking to the guys like, what do you guys like? We would have won. Like, do you think he's staying? And it's just all this just like right you could on. just go. Yeah, it's just like you could just go around in circles and just like right. think yourself into oblivion. Yeah. Because you'll like, never know unless you sit the man down and like just ask him and then right. be like, oh. Does he sit down? Does he win the AAC championship and then leave before the Cotton Bowl? Or does he? The whole thing is just it's it's a weird circumstance. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Especially with the I think whole- he's, it's a thing. It's he's done such a great job of like separating himself from these conversations. Yeah. And kind of like obviously that stuff was going on. He was obviously talking to programs, telling them no, but he always mm-hmm. did such a great job of distancing himself from that. And it never like it was never brought in on the team it was always like taken care of so it's like you don't even you don't really know you don't know that side of him because he he wouldn't let you see it ever as a player here's the other thing though there's no good way to do it yeah right 
there's no good way to leave somewhere. Like, especially somewhere you've been at for six years and you've built up to an incredible level of success and you've gone to the college football playoff with so few get a chance to do. Like, there's no, there's no clean and easy break. Like, any way you slice it, feelings are going to be hurt. Emotions are involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I I mean, so... Here's the thing also for me is, is, you know, he mentions about living under a rock all the time, you know, and, and I, I will always like Luke, I will always be very, you know, respectful and, and remember the good times and and everything that he's given, but the whole living under the rock thing, like I believe he's, he even said it as recent as, you know, if he had these mysterious meetings with Wisconsin and, and Amy going to Madison and checking it out, well, I mean, that's not living under a rock. I, it just the whole thing is just. When did all that start? I would imagine. I he, well, they said October. Did, go ahead. He did say today, Brent, that Amy was his rock. So maybe oh. he's been living under her. Okay. And okay. that would explain a lot. It would explain the six kids. I'm not. I was going to say I'm not going to dive into that too much. <laughs> we got to laugh here a little bit. Jeez. I know. This is somber. It's sovereign My because goodness. what are we going to be excited about losing Luke Fickle and no, but I like funny podcasts. I do like. We're going to drive podcasts. off the road listening to this thing. Then let him drive off the road. I almost did it <laughs> ten times over the past week. Oh well, but yeah. man, I don't know the whole the whole thing is just and you know he you he, I don't know whatever he's gone. Uh, it's sad and it's honestly just tough to even stomach. Amy was qu- crying quite a lot in the press conference. I don't know. It's just, just weird, weird vibes. I mean, Landon's been liking a lot of interesting Cincinnati yeah. tweets. Yeah. I, just- I think Landon, I think Landon's upset because, um, I was talking to one of my buddies and he said that, um, they were, w- someone was with Landon and, Landon just left and came back after a while and was just crying and people didn't know. But then, then like you hear the article on Saturday, the article comes out Sunday and you're like, you're like, all right, now things are starting to make sense. Um, Cause I know Landon love Landon loves Cincinnati. I mean, he has a bunch of great, great friends. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's, I mean, it is understandable why he'd be emotional. And Landon wasn't there with him at the when he got off the jet and all that, all that bullshit. No. And I will say, he I will say that to him by name. He said, "My yeah. oldest son." That's back. He said, "My oldest here. son." He's not here yet. And I wonder if that's like a not like a uh, what's it called tampering thing. I I don't know. I, but it's yeah. your son. You can say I know. His fucking it, was it was really, really weird. That's what I I'm agree. saying. I think like, and even when you saw that video and like just brief clips of him, like I, I don't know, like it, it was like heartbreaking watching him get off the plane and put up that dumbass fucking W. Just to say that, but like even like I just felt like I don't know. I could have been just looking into it just because I was like hysterical about the situation, but he just looked just off. Like he, his face, he just looked like he was Didn't fake. He? Right, he looked fake, and he, I've never seen that man look fake in five and a half years. That was the one. I think he feels guilt. I think he feels guilty. I think he, because I think he kind of like betrayed, like his word here, and I think he knows that. Um, I, I think he really does feel guilty for it. 
And I think if you look at Landon and kind of how he's acting, I think you're kind of seeing like that, that guilt and anger kind of come through Landon. Um, Cause you know, like Landon's a young kid. He's kind of got his world just upended and he, he might be like mad at his dad and you're kind of seeing like a lot of that guilt and anger. And I'm sure like he feels that way because his dad feels that way too. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation. And it is. It's, 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 I hate that it's with Coach Fickle. Like, it's just, just like, like, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. I And in the end, yeah, it, we, we don't want to say it's about money, but getting a lot of money, <clears throat> getting a lot of, uh, you know, additional ways to – to build a program and whatnot. And, you know, like you said, maybe it is the ultimate stepstone there in Wisconsin, but uh, I, you know what? That's, that's Wisconsin. This is Cincinnati. Chad has already dropped the, uh, the hot board, the coaching hot board. Um, obviously head, head over there and check it out. Aaron, right. The, the deal is still going on. Deal's still going on through midnight tonight. Um, actually probably through 11, 59, tonight, but um it's uh, 75% off for BearcatJournal.com if you sign up. If you have not already, uh, about $25 for the year gets you uh, un- unfiltered access to the BearcatJournal.com boards. So Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it was names on there. Just just obviously a very fluid list, I would imagine. The, uh, the first hot board list, Chad, is pretty kind of just names that have been circulating around it and, and – Seem like good fits and kind of, you know, what? I mean, they're names I vetted. They're names that right. I ran through the ringer. It's not like we just, you know, there were a couple names that Dave had on that that, he, that I took off on his mm-hmm. initial list. There were a name or two that I added. Like, it's, you're, you're not just throwing crap against the wall and hope one of them sticks. Like, right. you have to do some some work and research and do some legwork on, you know, your 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 contacts around the the industry and what is the thought process on this guy? What's the thought process, uh, you know, on this guy, you know, there was a guy today that, that um, we were vetting and kind of looking into on the, he's been around for a while and the thought process was kind of, you know, he's always done, he's been an assistant for a long time. He's always done a really good job. Like, why hasn't he moved? Why hasn't he moved up? Like, is is this a guy that's maybe we don't want to like throw out there because it just doesn't, you know, look, if I say one thing on the board right now, we're looking at 20 pages of people discussing that one thing that I said, which is great for engagement and views and right. all those good things. But it's not the way that I want to treat the fan base. Like, I'm not you guys know me by now. Like, I'm the most anti clickbait person that that works on the Internet. Like the whole yeah. the whole point of working on the Internet is clicks. Um. When there's a new, it, it depends on how, like what the update is, Paul. Um, Paul wants to know if I'm going to update the base article or publish a new hot board every couple of days. Um, as we get into this thing, names are going to be eliminated. Like the, the hot board is going to change. A new name or two is is going to pop up. Um, you know, it's like I talked about with Wes Miller, like and on the basketball side, the, there was there was a piece of great information that I had on Wes Miller. And I'll just, I'll talk about it now. I think I've talked about it a little bit, but like 
that piece of information was Wes Miller when he when in the past when there had been jobs that was that were courting Wes Miller. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he always did was he pulled his staff together and said, "Hey, this job is interested. I'm going to look at this job. We're going to explore this job. I'm going to keep you guys completely like dialed in and detailed and in the know." And I guess after the, the because the Cincinnati job happened right after West finished second at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a feeling from Wes, and I've talked to Wes about this. There was a feeling from Wes that, like, I don't want to put these guys through this if this isn't real. So instead of the way he normally did things, he kind of kept it to himself. He he flew to Cincinnati, did the, you know, late night visit where he famously has talked about walking through the arena and looking around and imagining it full. Um, right. And then he went back. And told his staff what was going on. Well, the information I got was Wes always does this, 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 and this when he's interested in a job. And that hasn't happened. Right. And and that was correct info, right? Like, I did my due diligence. I was talking to somebody I trusted that had a, a great source connected to UNC Greensboro. Um so I kept Wes down the list because my thought was, if he's involved, I'm going to know that he's going through his process of what what he does when, when he's involved in a coaching search. Right. And then he didn't do it. <laughs> so that's how this shit works sometimes, is you can have the most sourced, most accurate, best, um, you know, intel on something that's going on. And then something happens that changes it up, and then you have to sort through that. And so that's why Wes was on the list, but he was a late riser as a name that, like, oh man, like this is this is a guy that's that's gaining serious heat because he didn't go through his process that he normally went through. So like, I did my job, right? Mm-hmm. I got the right info, except it wasn't right. So. I'm not just going to update stuff for the sake of updating stuff. If there is a reason to change the hot board and make it, you know, pretty, pretty drastically different than it is now, I will do that. If not, I will drop, like I I dropped something on one of the coaches tonight on the message board Mm -hmm. because I heard a couple things that this is a guy that's pretty confident from a couple different sources that this is a guy that they feel like is going to be heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be a little, there's no like hard and fast, like this is what triggers this. This is what triggers that. Right. Um, if I get a bunch of different information tomorrow that says this guy's out, this new guy is somebody you got to put in. And it means I have to drastically change the hot board. Then I'll do a new hot board. Right. Um, but as it stands, uh, I'll update any individual stuff that, that comes in. And when the hot board needs updating, we'll do a 2.0. Aaron, what does uh, what does the name Coach Prime do for you? Is it like a like a six to midnight type situation, or what's uh, what's 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 Coach Prime tickling the fancy over there at the uh, Aaron Smith household? I mean, you're going into a new conference. Hold, hold on one second. Aaron. You're on trying second, Aaron. to Aaron. get Aaron. Hold on one second. Just there's a bunch of questions about this. I was talking about the most recent podcast done by Stephen Godfrey 
And then Pete Thamel did his college football or the ESPN <coughs> podcast today and kind of said almost the exact same things that Godfrey said. When that happens, yeah. two guys that aren't connected, that are both in the same field, and they're both saying the same thing, somebody's giving them that information. Right. They didn't say Luke Fickle told them. Like, I'm not, like, I'm just saying it's very odd that you have two people that high up in the pecking order of, like, the national scene that are saying the exact same things about Cincinnati as this is happening. Um, so that's what I was talking about. Uh, the the Stephen Godfrey podcast, Splits on Duo, is on Patreon. It's his paid podcast. The ESPN one is free. You're, you're free after this show to go listen to that and, and make your own observations. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. Well, and, and the weird thing is because because Pete has a direct connection with Luke – because on sure. the cover cover three podcast, they said Cincinnati is the best available job right now. So, you know, it's it's obviously the uh, the family connection is kind of kind of the the thing to look out for there. What was the direct quote? Just that Cincinnati was one of the three or four, like because of infrastructure and the way the program is positioned right now. So, like future future going in twelve, they'll be one of the three or four worst like situated schools in the conference going forward. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, well, Aaron, are you all the way up to, to 12 now? <laughs> is that, is that enough to, to build you up? I mean, again, we're going into a new conference, big 12, and you want to clearly, I mean, you have kids decommitting from the current recruiting class. You got guys entering the transfer portal you need to make a splash higher going into this conference to be able to pick up the pieces quickly. And for a guy who is very good at recruiting, is in the know and involved in NIL, and is as connected as anybody with you know coaching staffs around the country, whether they be NFL or, or college at this point, uh, I don't know that you could make a bigger splash higher than Deion Sanders right now, especially if you're going up against Colorado. Like if that's the, the biggest name that you're going up against, I don't think it's going to cost you crazy money to sign Deion Sanders. I don't think he's going to come in trying to ask you for, you know, like eight, nine, $10 million a year. Uh, I, I don't think that you're going to be paying him as a top tier coach as he's still trying to break through. Uh, and I think anybody that you signed at this point is probably you're, you're you're lucky if you get them for three four years anywhere at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get them for you know five six eight years, consider yourself lucky. And so I, I don't know if you're if you're trying to make a gamble on a guy who hasn't proven himself all the way at this point. Um, like I know Brian Hartline's a name that's been kicked around. Brian Hartline has not coached as an offensive coordinator. He has not coached as a head coach. Right. Deion Sanders has coached as a head coach and has a winning track record at this point. Uh, he has yeah. taken a number one recruit in the country. Uh, so I, I don't know that you're going to have quite the growing pains with a new guy trying to get his foot in a head co- in a head coaching spot as you would with Deion Sanders coming in. Yeah, I, and you know, with Hartline, I think obviously it would be who, who he hires as assistants, and because Hartline is going to recruit the crap out of it out of Ohio and it'll completely take away what you lose when, when Luke goes to Wisconsin or at least diminish it a little bit, you know, in and, theory, uh, you, you also don't have Ohio state 
you know, as the logo that you're recruiting them to. Right. Cincinnati's a yeah. little bit different. And yeah. Brian Hartline also kind of, you know, he gets like so like if not the some of the top five best receivers in the country. And mm-hmm. you know, how you know, how how would you compare him to a guy like Mike Brown who doesn't get that, but he produces Alec Pierce, Tyler Scott, right. Right. Trey Tucker. I mean, they might not be as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. They might not get drafted as high as in Jigba or whatever, but right. you know, Brian Hartline doesn't have that experience with development and three three star guys, maybe some two star guys. And like you said, he's never like played like uh top like top guy. Like he's always yeah. been like he's like when you're assistant coach, like you get you get really like good at your role and all of a sudden you're gonna have to be a uh, a head coach running the whole program of a big 12 school. You've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have some of the recruiting, but you know, we don't know how, how much of a development factor he's going to have in a, in a different talent level that Cincinnati right. recruits. I, not, we still recruit good and we develop our guys. That's what made us good. But you know, it's a little bit different when you're Ohio state, you're getting five star after five star. So, right. But right. I like what you're saying about prime. Um, he, yeah. when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to like, bringing that swag back, you know, mm-hmm. bringing something that like, it's like, yeah, we got knocked down, but we're getting back up. We're ready to throw some punches with prime. How much you know, national like, exposure do you get? Just him yeah. walking through the door day yeah, one. You get it all. You get all the videos, all the, like he's in with Barstool. They do all yeah. that NIL I, promotion, everything. I think it's time to lean into the fact that you're an urban school in the middle of Clifton. Like, it's it's okay to right. embrace that as part of the culture here, and yeah. I think that that's, you know, I I don't know to to your point, Ryan. I, I don't know how you would have any more swag walking into the Big Twelve. Brett Yormark would be bananas over the hire, and okay. I think it would be nothing but good for the conference, nothing but good for the university. Whether whether it works or it doesn't, I I don't think it's, I don't think it's a high risk. I think it's a, yeah. a medium risk, high reward type of hire. If you would bring Dave. in Deion Sanders. Well, well, Jump Neon, in for a minute, Neon Dion, Neon Dion, as I like to refer to him, Coach Prime, if you will. The thing about him is that he is going to be the face of the Big 12 when he comes in because the Big 12 loses Texas. They lose Oklahoma. You know, there's there's no big brand name coach that's really going to be the face of – what are you going to say? Sonny Dykes is, is, is a coach that everyone's going to think about when they think of the Big 12. You know, once Texas and Oklahoma are gone, no, it's, it's going to be. I mean, I'd take my leech. But... Prime. Well, well, he's in the SEC. Oh, well, oh, you you take Mike Leach. I'd take my leech. Well, yeah, of course, but yeah, Coach Prime is. He would be an absolute program shaker. Obviously, what you guys were talking about last night is the fact that you know, will would would Cunningham be willing to take that sort of step as well as Pinto, and that would be the big question surrounding that because. He he could put together a staff of of all you know former coaches or big time coordinators and and really be able to just focus on recruiting and, and building it up. And our good pal, friend of the pod, friend of the BBP, Dana Beers, really good buddies with Deion Sanders. He recorded yeah. an entire documentary of Jackson State for Barstool Sports. Him was the Deion, executive producer of said documentary. Yeah, him Dion like was close to I think losing a leg or something, like having it amputated. 
Deion yeah, said he had was, blood clots and almost had his, his yeah. leg amputated. He lost he, a couple toes. Yeah, Dion said it was it was the lowest he's ever felt in his life. And who was there by his side during the whole thing? None other than Dana Beer. So, Chad, if there's a moment to get in Dana Beer's DMs, just, just throw it out there. Because obviously, on the board right now, people are saying that that Dion's in town. I don't know. Is that where the uh, the game that they're playing? I, I mean, I don't think I don't think Dana Beers has a uh, GPS tracker on Dion. Right. So, right. I don't know. Like, Dana was going to join us tonight. Um he is still out on the road, uh, doing whatever it is that he's doing. Birthday, birthday stuff. What, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's doing whatever it is that he's doing. He said he's going to join us next Monday. So uh, excited to talk to Dana next Monday. Maybe we can, you know, at that point, that point, maybe it's Dion. I already told him uh, we were we were talking in the DMs back and forth last night. I already told him, look, if it's Dion, you're my new best friend because <laughs> because you got it like that with Dion. So I ain't stupid. <laughs> I would have felt bad if beers came on this one. Just this was, was not like, like yeah, it was just a yeah. It was like a nightmare. Just like right. a nightmare. Like that's gonna be a. We need that to be a funny, yeah, like, lighthearted. We're all in mourning still. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not having beers on tonight, and he's he's like he's he's fucking around and being funny, and and yeah. Royer's like I just I don't know man. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to give him my. My best performance. He, he, he's yeah, doing yeah. a he's doing a podcast like David Bell does post game press conferences. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So, like, so I take losses hard. Aaron. I that take losses hard, like really hard. As these guys could tell, I was like, I lost for words after Tulane. It, every Maui game, NKU. I it's like I just I, I go. And that was like so unexpected. It's like we knew right. Tulane was good. We we knew Arizona was good. Like. We weren't just walking into everything thinking like, oh, this is like we're going to win all these games and no doubt about it. Like we knew we had our work cut out for us. Then like we did not see this shit coming. No, I don't think any well, of us did. <laughs> Willie Fritz took Georgia Tech. So do you think before the game, like when Coach – Did he? I, I thought no, – yeah. He hasn't yet. He hasn't oh. taken it yet. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I thought. That was false reporting on yesterday? They It, it was, was the same like he's being yeah. targeted, and then I'm sure people were like, all right, Fickle was just targeted, and he and left. Then he, so. Yeah, and then Willie was was on the AAC, you know, the what – what is it, roofclaim.com. Roofclaim there's, there's, <laughs> there's rumor that Georgia Tech is also in on Deion Sanders. Well, yeah. Colorado offered him. I'm I'm sure that USF there's offered him yeah, as well. Others. Yeah. The one thing so. about Dion that I like is like, yeah, he has like that swag, but he runs a tight ship. Like he like I'll be back. Like, yeah. He runs a tight ship. He runs a good team. And like he like makes sure his guys are like disciplined and like they they do everything. It's not gonna just be like a, a shit show or anything. Cause you know, sometimes you see all this crazy ass hype and all right. like all that stuff, and you're like, Oh, I don't I wonder how yeah. good like they're really gonna be. And Jackson State has been great he's done a great job with them he's got the recruits and coached them and taken mm -hmm. care of them there so you'd expect nothing less uh coming here and he'd get, he'd get even more talent i think he'd make even more splash landings right. with recruits and i think he'd be able to retain a lot of the guys that so it's like they see like oh Deion sanders is would be my coach like hold right. on let me let me get out of this portal and i'm gonna come right, right. back well, and who else could you potentially bring in like I know I, that's the thing. I mean, it's like there's no one else. I mean, Matt Campbell, he's done a good job. I think he he's he did a good job at Toledo. He's done 
you know, kind of up and down at Iowa State. But, you know, whenever you hear him talk about his team, you could tell he really loves his team. Right. And, you know, he'd bring that love to Clifton. I think he'd embrace like this, this, um, this city and this kind of culture really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, other than those two, like I, I can't, I mean, maybe Minner, Minner's son. I was like talking that. about who else could Dion bring in to the recruiting, oh. club? even, even with only a week left before LOI. Yeah. Like, who else could you flip that quickly? Like in yeah. two, three days, I don't know that there's anyone else that I've seen on any list that you would be able to flip kids that quickly outside of urban Meyer. And I personally don't want anything to do with urban Meyer. Yeah. Um, does he, uh, does he have any like big time, uh, like four or five stars at Jackson state committed right now on the team. He does, but I don't know. about Well, committed. not, not. Yeah. I mean, if he did, like, you know, he might be able to bring some of those guys. And, like, then that, that leads me right into the – I kind of want to know what you guys anticipate here. It's kind of an open-ended thing. Like, do you think Fickle's going to pluck anyone? Like Corleone? Yes. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I Chad brought it up. He said the over-under last night when we were talking. I don't know if it was on-air or off-air. Uh, he said the over-under that he and Dave had been talking about was seven and a half people entering the transfer portal on this team. Right. I think that's super low. Like, I was talking, like, maybe 15 should be your over-under um, with a ceiling of 25. I don't think that that's completely unreasonable. Yeah. I'm trying to see who he would take, though. Like, yeah. Ben Bryant. Looks like yeah, – Because uh, Ben was commit. Ben was committed to Wisconsin in high school. Jackson and, State has three players in the top 1,000. So, high, high, highly rated three stars. But, yeah, yeah I mean – Yeah, as far as, as who Luke would bring, I mean, it's just you – know, I think a lot of people, not only their relationships with Luke, you know, their, their relationships with Brady, their relationships with – you know, Max and, and Pat and just, you know, other coaches that potentially will, would be heading there with Luke, whether, you know, whether it be Hitchler or, or whoever else, you know, obviously the names haven't fully come out yet. I think so far it's just been Max and, and Pat floating around as well as Brady. So, um, and Luke did say in his Wisconsin presser that he's going to be coming down tomorrow and hanging out with the staff at, at Cincy and, and kind of talking with them and, and figuring out next steps and whatnot. So, that's going to be coming more to fruition tomorrow as well. So I don't know. I mean, I think, like you said, Campbell would be a, a safe bet. You know, his his whole demeanor about, you know, being the best people that they can be, you know, the, the best brand of, of person more than, you know, winning the Big 12 championship was his goal. I, I thought that clip was a little strange. You know, yes, it's awesome to have that point of view, but, you know, winning is, is also something yeah. that you should – really think is is very important more of a high so, school coach yeah approach i don't know um but yeah I, and then you do get all those all those coordinator names you know you know whether it be you know leonard obviously getting tossed around after the whole luke up there situation um i i don't know heartline i i feel like heartline would be good just for recruiting but you know as we've already touched on all the different things there but you know goal Maybe- Mentor. Maybe Dion Dion could come in and make Heartline as OC. Actually, yeah, that, that wouldn't be bad. Um, that wouldn't be the worst both, thing in the world. Best no. of both worlds. No, not at all. In-house hire would be interesting uh, as well, but 
Yeah, I think that's then, something that then, would be. Then go go grab uh, Leonard from Wisconsin as your DC. <laughs> right. Man. Right. And then play Wisconsin in a bowl game and beat the <laughs> shit out of it. Just double bird, Coach Fickle. Right, right. Just let him know. Where's your dumb news now? Somebody clip that. Somebody clip that from from the podcast. No, don't clip that. Don't be taken out of context. (laughs) Yeah. Just just all of us just going W's and then down. It's just like that'd be bad. But um Chad's on an important phone call. So uh he's gonna come back and tell us all about that when he returns. So can't wait to hear all about that. Uh, but aside from that, uh, what Dave was in the chat for a little bit. We were going to be able to get a little bit of an answer as far as what he was saying, but I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, next step coming up will be who uh, – who's this Barney Duncan? I don't know. Barney, thank you for the uh, donation, but uh, he asked, Chad, when you go off camera, are you throwing back shooters, <laughs> shots of Skyline Chili? Um Barney, I don't know if you're new here, but Skyline's not even Chad's favorite chili in the tri-state area. Um, I believe it's Dixie Chili. And uh, also, uh, he had an he had a phone call from an unimportant person. I can I can say that. Um, so we'll we'll see what happened there. Yeah, we'll it's the president see. of the United States. It is Joe Biden. None other than none other than Lucas Fickle. <laughs> younger brother of said Luke Pickle. Um, yeah, I guess what, so next step is obviously just waiting to hear about the, the bull game. Uh, like you said, Ryan, the team's, you know, getting all revved up and, and still training and whatnot. And I do know Brady was training him today. So I, I yeah. would imagine that would be the last day. If, uh, if Luke's coming back and, and taking them all up right away situation. So we'll have to see. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see what what dominoes fall. Is, is is there a name outside of Coach Prime that we've already kind of harped on that either of you guys are kind of hoping might crop up that hasn't cropped up, or that you've seen on these lists that kind of piques your interest a little bit more than uh, the other ones? I mean, you know, the biggest splashes would be I mean, Coach I don't Prime. See. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know if Aaron – I didn't mean to interrupt Aaron. I, was, <laughs> I mean, like, the two biggest splash names would be, like, Prime and then, like, Urban Meyer, but I don't think any of us want to deal with the Urban Meyer bullshit, um, kind of like what went down in Jacksonville, and it would yeah. just be, you know, maybe not the best – maybe not the best time, just not really kind of uncertainty surrounding – him but like when it comes to like those are like the big splash names Campbell would be safe you know you'd know right. you get a guy who'd come in and you know love love this love this city love the culture and work from the ground up on that but mm-hmm. I feel you know I, I can't really think of anyone else I, I think I think my top two my I think the best one for retaining and moving forward quickly would be Dion and then Campbell would be second men yeah. I don't really think there's anyone really that sticks out after that. Yeah. Herman obviously is another name that has had. He's a jackass, man. We don't want, we don't want him. Right. He, 
he there's a lot of shit that he's done that's you know kind of went under the rug at Ohio State and you hear rumblings of and we don't want that kind of shit at Cincinnati. I can yeah. promise you that. Yeah, you and know, then, right. Just remember when you're a big name like that and and you don't have a job, there's a reason for it. And right, there's a lot of things that when you're when you play football, you talk to a lot of coaches, a lot of people that that know that had been around him, been around other big name guys. You hear a lot of, a lot of shit, a lot of messed up stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a guy that we want, no matter how big of an offensive mind he is. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, Aaron, you're, you're off the urban train. I, you know, part of me is okay with urban. Uh, it's just, you know, kind of the the whole ties that he has here and whatnot, but I don't think it'll I don't think it'll ever happen because of all the situations that you've already mentioned. Uh, I just think well, he's not not just that, like, but what we know about Pinto wanting to bring in a guy with like character and and good morals, which is the situations that we've already mentioned. That's, that's the quite the opposite of Urban Meyer. So I, mean, I don't, I for some reason I don't, I I kind of get the vibe that Urban. I don't think this is like big, big enough for him, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't like, he have to do kind of what like Lane Kiffin did if he does get back into coaching where he has to go through like the rehab tour and kind of get good again, like to where he's held in a higher regard again. Like you can't just come in demanding like the Auburn position or something of that nature, just because you're urban Meyer, unless you're, you are okay with sweeping all judgment and morality under the rug right he'd do it i i tell you what he'd he'd recruit and he'd have he'd get a damn good staff together i know that um will it happen i don't think so right i don't know yeah i the whole just obviously my uncle played with him when he was at uc here and just kind of the that connection and then obviously nate on the uh a GA on the team right now as well. Um, obviously, you you play with Nate Ryan, so yeah, it's kind of that that whole connection as well. And yeah, uh, Nate, yeah. oh hey Nate's buddy, a, Nate's a great guy. Hey buddy, shout How's out Nate Meyer. <laughs> ah, that was that was fun. Uh, for 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 Barney Duncan asking earlier, right now, if I go away for a little bit, the phone rang. And it was. Right, what it is. I, uh, we just gave away who it was. <laughs> T win. Um, no, people were, were listening too well. Hey, buddy. T win asks. Thank, thank, thank you for the donation. But T win asks, uh, Roy, what was the reaction in the team meeting? We did kind of go over that a little bit, um, or at least what was said. So I don't know if there was any time to react or if he was just in and out. But yeah, it was kind of quick. Just kind of just sad heartbreak I'd say a couple guys were tearing up so I would say a little different of an of an exit interview than what was called on uh or or an exit meeting than what was called on camera in South Bend last year when when Brian left the team when Kelly left the team but still it's it's the the fact that you you had recruits still tweeting saying like no way this is happening no this is a lie don't listen to them and then you know, players kind of being like, "What's what's going on? What's this all about?" And that was the blindside aspect of it, which is probably the most you know disheartening thing for the team and, and and future players. But you know, like Chad said earlier, there's no easy way to go about it, and sometimes you just gotta gotta roll with it that way. Um, 
But who knows? Next step, we'll see. Chad, we already kind of touched on some some names that were been floating around already. We, you know, touched on the. Uh, I mean, Matt we did two Cameron hours well. on that last night, so right. I don't know what else more I have to say on that front. Um, the hot boards on the on the site; those are that's my starting point. That's where I think um, this thing will start. I think today I put up a thread on the timeline. Uh, what I what I think the timeline will look like based on uh, what we're seeing. Um, you know, it, it, he did he did the John Brandon was fired on April 9th, and the West mm -hmm. Miller press conference was on the 14th. Right. So essentially five days that it took John Cunningham and that coaching search. Um, this is football. There's more names. So uh, maybe it'll, it'll take a little bit longer, but he was um, expeditious in, in getting that hired done. And I know people on, you know, on the site were like, what's taking so long. It took five days. Like that's pretty good. Uh, and Coach Fickle was a big part of that too. Coach Fickle yeah, was like a veteran and everything. Out. Yeah. Do you think they'll use West a vet? You think he has to earn his stripes a little more? Probably not. I mean, yeah. I don't know what like I don't know what West could really help out with on the football side. Yeah. At, he was at North Carolina. He he Greensboro for ten years. They don't have a football team. Yeah. So like this whole <laughs> football thing is new to Coach Miller for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dave Simone, I'll Venmo you. Come on, come on live, fill us in. Everything that you and Chad talk about off air, I'd love to hear as well. Dave, I I, I will fight. Like it, it will be you fired instead of Brent. <laughs> wow, into the sun. <laughs> I think I heard Brent's feelings last night, Ryan. We fired him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not we. I fired him. Not we. Made me type him. up an article they didn't even post, then fired me. Yep. For doing that. <laughs> That's what I did yesterday. Somebody said if you could fire somebody and and if that firing meant Brady would stay, who would fire? And Brent <laughs> fire was me, that, man. <laughs> Brent was the one that wasn't on the show. So he was an easy. Neither was, was Royer. I don't, I pay you a lot more than I pay Royer. I know. Yeah. That's why I, I, would, I would I would hope you would just fire me. But anyways, it was a sacrifice, which I think means they send me to to Madison, where people yeah, jump we were around. Sacrificing you and sending you to Madison. Yeah, Jake, which I, I am town. wondering. Look, that's a fun town. Yep. Yeah, Jason, I am wondering if what would happen if I did Venmo young Dave Simone. Get a little intel. Who knows. But uh, I don't know. I it's, it's obviously an ongoing process here. Uh, one that there's not going to be an answer tomorrow. And also the West the West hiring came up kind of out of nowhere. That was like a late, late, uh, you know, hey, West, West is the name to add to the list. And then all of a sudden West was hired about a day or two later. So we'll see how John Cunningham goes about it. He's, you know, he's kind of laid it all out a little bit in his press conference, but that's kind of also just a – Introductory type do, thing do, as well. Do you guys all think like Saturday, Sunday is like the deadline that they want to have this locked up, done? I mean, by I'm sure they'd like to. If at worst, they'd like to be real close to the finish line because the transfer portal opens on the fifth. 
Right. And it is going to happen fast. Um, there are going to be official visit weekends for transfer portal kids starting on the eighth, the eighth and ninth, like that, that weekend. So the portal opens on Monday by Thursday and Friday, and, and maybe even by Tuesday, kids are going to be on the road taking visits and committing quickly. Um, you know, we've talked about this uh, before Fickle left in terms of UC in the transfer portal. Like, now it's you're going to – now it's the other way around. You're going to want to be committed to your new school as, as quickly as possible so that you can get enrolled and you can be ready to go by the start of the second semester – uh, so that you can you can participate in spring ball because that's that's how you're going to win a job as a transfer. You're going to go into the spring and you're going to win your job and carry it through the summer or at least put yourself in a position to win your job, carry it through the summer, and then you know go to camp as a guy that's already been established on campus for seven, eight months. Um, that's critical. Like that's absolutely critical. So there's not a lot of time – to waste there's not a lot of time to dilly dally around and hope that like we can jump into the portal on december 10th and start trying to like make make waves now it, you you kind of need to have this done by the fourth or the fifth uh so your your head coach can be in place and and he can he can start getting to work you're gonna need it to happen fast yeah definitely um Especially because they, the whole entire country has been able to see how talented this roster is, and uh, not that they're going to make phone calls to the to the players and tell them, "Hey, leave and come join us," but more so, yeah, they they there's talent there, and if there's a dilly dally situation, then you can't fault players for trying to further their life as well. T. Win, I can fire Brent because Brady doesn't work here anymore. He's not on this. He's not on this team anymore, right? Like he doesn't get to be number four on this podcast every other week in the summer now. Hmm. You okay, Brent? Yeah, not really. I I haven't been well since last Wednesday. <laughs> Two Wednesday, not last Wednesday, the Wednesday before that. Jeez, it's been a long, long twelve days. Let's put it that. That, way. that NKU thing started a started a seismic shift. In in Bearcat Land, but like I forgot all about like Sunday, just like completely like wiped my memory of right. everything. <laughs> Royer, I had COVID on the last episode of the BBP. That's how that's how long ago yeah. it's been. Twenty twenty two. That's how twenty twenty. That's how long it's been. Yeah, <laughs> Brent had COVID <laughs> two years ago. Aaron killed a guy. I like you know it was just crazy. <laughs> the Anchorman reference. Anchorman reference. Uh, so, Brick killed a guy. Brick killed a guy <laughs> with a tarpon. Stabbed him in the heart with a trident. With a trident, yeah. That's, it. that's <laughs> so me. good. Neil, I agree. Collier picking USC started it all, and he knew it too. That was, that was the worst day. week ever. Where it's still going. No, it, it's no, still it happening, was, Aaron. You know what it was? It was Isaiah Collier visiting. During the UC, the ECU game, to throw the smoke off of Luke meeting with Wisconsin the, the next, next morning. Day. Yeah. I heard Collier told Fickle to do it, and Fickle is on the fence. <laughs> Collier, 
Collier said, "You better go interview right tomorrow, or, or right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit." But he was lying the whole time. He knew right. he was going to SC. Yeah. So blame Collier. It's all I his blame fault. Collier. Collier said, "All right, Luke, I'm coming to the game. You can, you know, you can win by a little bit and only have a couple of big plays. Then, then the next day, your meeting will be great because everyone will be talking about me and my nothing to do with scrimmage at Sycamore." Wow, this is a conspiracy <laughs> theories unraveling here. I, you know, that took Aaron and Chad away from the BCJ boards to go to Sycamore. Wow, okay. We're, we're piecing together the scary things. But I guess we can roll on. I don't have anything else football-wise um, other than the bowl game is up next. The team is still the team. Uh, and, you know, those those who do stay, which I, I imagine is going to be a lot. I don't, I don't imagine a – mass exodus before the bowl game or anything like that so i mean i guess we'll see but if, aside from that we'll uh we'll always have you updated here on on who's next on the list for coaching next on the list for decommitments or entering the portal or this that and the other um we'll we'll keep you here so i guess timestamp. Yep, Quick Paper Supply, your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products, to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. As always, big thanks to our good friends at Quick Paper Supply. Yeah, I guess you can quickly add and answer that question uh, for, from your Uncle Mike. Just any, have you heard anything at all? Obviously, there's so many other things going on as far as, as which bowl game is potentially targeting I mean, Cincinnati. It's, I think it's probably one of three, uh, military, Birmingham, and Fenway. Um, those seem like the three most likely. Maybe it could be uh, Gasparilla. Gasparilla or uh, uh, Memphis Liberty. Yeah, um, the, those seem less likely, but something along those lines. I, I would just say normally that would be like you know top of mind trying to figure out right. what bowl game they're going to. But uh, that has not been uh, any of the fun. The phone calls I've had since yesterday at about 11 a.m. have not involved the Gasparilla Bowl. I, right. They have not. It just it is what it is. Really? That That's weird. That is weird. I just saw the picture of Fickle holding up the, the goddamn Wisconsin jersey. And I, it just, I look can't. look at it. I can't. I don't. It doesn't. None of this makes sense. One, one last thing about that. So, so the, Help the, me, the, God. The Help AD me. at Wisconsin, Ryan. <laughs> listen to this. The AD at Wisconsin. Is a he former, just looks like a dork too. Dude, How did he get fit? Is he is a former state champion wrestler in high school? Oh, and shit. also Never played mind. offensive. He beat the shit out of me. There <laughs> it is. He played there offensive line at Wisconsin, and and he said he blocked Fickle at, as a pulling guard once. So Todd Cunningham never had what? a chance. All right, I spoke way too soon on their AD. I did not know he kind of he was a little like that. I heard that him and Fickle. I I heard there was a wrestling match. And yeah, right. It, Wisconsin AD won. Fickle he went had to the to barn. Go. Went to the barn. It was a seven thirty wrestling match. Seven thirty. That's this is all starting to make sense now. Yes, 
But I also this heard that Amy Fickle now. made Luke Fickle not try. She tied one arm behind his back. That's what it was. Because she yep. loved the she loved the fall weather in Madison. And she picked the older twins her. and said, "You guys are joining the Wisconsin side as well. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna take down Dad, and and he's gonna make the move." But we'll see. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you think we'll still pump it up? No Brady. No Brady is. Pump it up, still a thing. Kyle Bolden is pumping up, not not Brady Collins. So you got to remember, as long as Bolden is a Cincinnati Bearcat, pump it up will rain. And the worst thing about the damn college game day this past week is they had a really awesome little video about the the freaking what is it jump around, which was like had me like yeah, I I I retweeted that like I was like this was awesome because they had uh, Everlast from. Uh, House of Pain. Like, it's the first time he's ever been to Wisconsin for Jump Around. And I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. And then I wake up the next morning and Luke Fickle's jumping around in <laughs> Wisconsin. Dude, Could you imagine if, like, they, they played it and him and his family was like, Rrr. yeah. Yeah, what if during, like, the video you oh see, my like, God. you see, like, that would actually be hilarious. the twins in the background and they're, like, <laughs> in the background of the video on College Game Day, we're like, wait a minute. There's something about Coach Fickle and jumping that just doesn't seem to go well together. He's more of a guy that's supposed to keep both of his feet on the ground. Oh, my gosh. D-Y-O industries. Brady Drogish news anything. Look, until Cincinnati has a coach, none of that stuff matters. Yes, Cincinnati had a very talented recruiting class. Cincinnati now doesn't have a head coach. Everybody is going to come after and look to get involved with their top recruits. Until Cincinnati has a coach. Pen work, Ryan. Ryan. Lick it or like you get a lighter. Does, yeah, does, does your pen work? work? Yeah, I was <laughs> it works. Sorry. I, these damn headphones oh, wow. pick up everything they and I can't it hear up. shit out of them. <laughs> they pick There's it this up. Noise <laughs> canceling. You need to get one of these, dude. That's true. Or Ryan. Ryan, trying you to get, get one wired of these. Headphones. Yeah, I was actually investing in wired headphones. No, <laughs> don't listen to Brent. You can get one of these. Brent's headphones and yeah. Brent's <laughs> microphone has been a problem for three years. I found this laying around at my house once and just said, wow, there we go. That'll work. Boom. Oh, boy. Makes sense. Um, Let yeah. the man doodle. Yeah. <laughs> Let the man doodle. Dragish was offered by Pitt. Yes, all- he was uh, that, yeah. But but, you but that's go. not like that's not like yes of course these guys are all going to get offers well, yeah. they're all going to have people talking to them right. they're all most all of them are probably going to decommit at some point that that but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily out because the new coach will have a chance to bring them back into the fold once they get here so right. I, I wouldn't panic I I haven't spent much time on it over the past thirty six hours. Um, that's not because I don't think it's important. It's because, of course, this is going to happen when your coach leaves. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how it works. They re- kids don't commit. Very rarely do kids commit to play for a school. They commit to play for a coach or a staff. You know, if Gino's on staff or like you know, the guys that Gino recruited are much more likely to stay in the fold. If Kerry Combs is on staff, the same. If Walt Stewart's on staff, the same. Like. Just let it. I know. Again, microwave society. I know. Now, 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 now. I got everything. Now, now, now. Like, there's a process. 
that happens, and, and again, I'm jaded to this. Aaron and I have had this conversation. Like, Aaron's never been through a coaching search from this side of the aisle before. I've been through like six of them. Like, you just, you, you don't. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up out every about hour. stuff. Yeah, Aaron's ready to like, like literally drive his car off the bridge every hour. And I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna be all right. Like, let's, let's, you got to weather the storm. Like, the wind is the, you know, there's gale force winds outside right now, but the winds will die down, and there'll be a new coach in Cincinnati, and then we'll reevaluate from there. Maybe he's got recruits better than the recruits that are decommitting from Cincinnati. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's got portal connections that. He's going to go get 15 guys out of the portal that are going to help the roster instantly. Like freaking out, panicking doesn't do from my position, doesn't do me any good. So I have to stay level-headed. You guys can freak out all you want, but don't expect me to freak out with you because if I freaked out, imagine how chaotic the board would be compared to how it already is. If I was the one freaking out. I'm just breathing into a bag 50% of the day. That's probably why you didn't get the room up until 7.59. You were hyperventilating. Well, I guess you can call it that. <laughs> call it what you will. Uh, well, I've, it's I'm what already... It is, right? I'm a bottle of wine in. I got to go take a quick padoodle. Uh, a uh, bottle of wine in already? A pee diddle, if you will. So I'm going to be right back. Just one moment. That's wow. <laughs> He's, he started, usually he starts when the show starts. He started, he started early tonight. It's the pain. Orange Snowden going to rivals. They're going to Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, th th this stuff is going to happen. Is what it is. Yep. Somebody just said in my mentions, uh, John Gruden. Yeah. I mean. That's <laughs> just so funny. Just the, the we're, random. We're back there again. <laughs> I like John Gruden. I know he said some bad things. He said some bad things. He was a good football coach. <laughs> but other than that, he was a great hard I mean, knocks content pretty, pretty guy. big thing, right? John Gruden. I mean. Who would be your guys? Who would be your guys? Who would be your guys' dream hire? Dion. Yeah. I think I if you're gonna, right if, if yeah, you gotta either go Dion or Urban. Like if you want to like hit the ground running, but I know I think Dion. Would Urban be is never an Urban is a non-starter. I know, but if you want to talk about hit the ground running and recruit and get, I know, but I'm just back. telling you, like there's the you've met President Pinto, right? Yes. yes there's I no have. chance. There's yeah, no I know. chance. Mr. Bearcat, you have to meet President Pinto, right? No, yeah, I know. He's a nice, he's a nice man. He's a safe, nice man. He he also was in charge at Louisville. No, I'm just I, I'm genuinely asking. Help like, clean up. Genuinely asking. Did he give you the Mr. Bearcat award? Is what to. Aaron's trying to ask. 
<laughs> no, they oh, did not. God. But I met him. I met him uh, multiple times, just through a practice. He would come to some practices and talk to us. So, yeah. Well, I I also think this is the perfect time, or or shall I say, this is the prime time to go after Deion Sanders because obviously he's going to get swooped up by somebody. Yeah. I, I, do I think it's going to happen? No. Again, like we talked about right. last night, I think culture, personality-wise, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that that that's a great fit. Um, it's who I would hire, but I'm a crazy person. So I mean, some crazy shit just happened to us. You got to bounce back with some crazy shit, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to to bounce back with some crazy shit. Blow this shit up. It just got blown up. Let's blow it up the other way. Right. I like that. Might as well. Uh, might as well. So what? Should we roll into basketball for a second and then the bag real quick? I don't know. I what this bag is full. I don't even want to know what the bag The panic bag. The Someone's Michael Beers, the, the mailbag is in. Do full. not listen, Michael Beers. Do not listen to the the bar story. Hey, Michael. No, it was it was satire. But Michael okay. Beers is the guy who got us Dana Beers on those shows. Yeah, last yeah. Time. So we got to trust it. Accurate. <laughs> Tears to Michael Beers for sure. Tears to Michael Beers. Okay, so basketball. Two games this week. Chance to bounce back. Obviously, the uh, the Mount Invitational. I, I think you can say they played Arizona well. Um, you don't call Arizona. Louisville bouncing back? Bouncing. I don't know back, but you bounced. I don't okay, know if you bounced sure. back yet. <laughs> yeah, fine. I'll call the I'll call the second 20 minutes a, a, a bounce. They they bounced the ball a couple times. I, <laughs> Louisville might be one of the worst teams in the country. I I, I mean, it's going to be a while for them to, to get anything rolling there. But, yes, yes, that was a win. Good win. If, if that was a loss, then I, I don't know. It I was. Be. You might. You might be the 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 edit publisher of BearcatJournal.com, Brent. If they lost to Louisville, if they lost to Louisville, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Sunday happens, wow. Um, <laughs> pain, not good. Pain, pain. There would be a lot of text messages going to my phone, and they'd be like, Brent, just respond. Just say say hi. That'd be like text message number twenty. Just checking on you, buddy. You didn't come to Thanksgiving. What's up? What is this, Jason? This is one of the funniest comments I've seen all night. Jason Salen <laughs> says, next level chess. Hire primetime. Let him steal all the best recruits from Ohio State. They keep losing to Michigan. Ryan Day leaves or gets fired. And then Fickle screws Wisconsin and goes to Ohio State. I, part, of me thinks, part of me thinks that's what Fickle's going to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's his. Why do you think game. is he's there at Wisconsin to audition for Ohio State? But that is a very risky end game. If you go to Wisconsin and go eight and four every year, mm-hmm. then you'll never get Ohio. As State. long as you beat Ohio State, as long as you beat Ohio State yeah. with one of those eight. But they don't yeah. play Ohio State every year. Not every year. Almost never. They do with them getting rid of divisions. I'm sure everything's going to change, right? Sure, but you're gonna have 14 or 16 teams in the conference. 
you're not going to play Ohio State very often if you're Wisconsin. Did did they officially say they were getting ready rid of divisions? Yeah, after USC and UCLA, it's like ninety five percent sure they're getting right. rid of divisions. So right. it's going to be Ohio State versus Michigan back to back weeks. Yep. Until until Luke works his magic, if he can. God, God help him, man. God help him in that conference. <laughs> right. Um, 2023 Luke does does play Ohio State. There you go. Camp Randall, October 28th. There you go. Hopefully it'll be better than 49 to nothing. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Some different circumstances. But uh yeah, so uh, Aaron bounce. We'll we'll call it the bounce against Louisville in the second half. They did look good, Vic. Vic Locken looks like an, an absolute animal. Uh, that's something to, to continue to monitor. Two games this week. Bryant is going to probably be a tough one on Sunday. They just beat uh, Syracuse. Wednesday is the the, the fighting Paul McMillans uh, so of, of NJIT. But they are very bad. They are a very bad team. So but Wisconsin's uh, got Bama this year, 2023 as well. Luke's going to open up having <laughs> to play Bama and Ohio State. Do they play Michigan too? I, I'm not seeing Bama. I'm seeing Buffalo and Washington State and Georgia Southern. Okay. Hey, he's got those big teeth. He can chop on all the cheese he wants. Let me get some more shots fired. Let me get some more cards. <laughs> Aaron, you did a good job with that. The the whole screw milk thing. And oh, that. Yeah. And the almond milk gift, that is a very interesting gift. Yeah. I'm here for the fun. That that reminds me of when I tweeted a gift for a commit, and it was like a it was like that fox and the hound thing with like a milk squirting in the fox's mouth. I was like, people were like, whoa, Brent, a little weird, but anyway, I, I digress. Why would you um, bring that up? Because it's fox and the freaking hound, man. It's a Disney movie. Get your mind out of the gutter. All right, so uh, two games this week, obviously, hoping that they can get back on on path. Rayvon locked in, Jizzle locked in. Um, Chad, I, I'm sure you haven't even really done much basketball-wise of diving into anything, but uh, I, I know Flory Badunga is going to IU's game, Indiana's game against North Carolina. Is this starting to be where – Recruits are taking visits to campuses, kind of unofficially or officially. No, um, not really. Recruits are starting about to start their high school seasons. Right, right. So it's just kind of if they they pop in, they pop in. It looks like obviously a big game, so they'll they'll have a handful of, of people in. I I was wondering maybe well, yeah. for for Xavier as well. Um, I mean, I'm Cincinnati. sure they'll try to get some people around, but the right. the, the, the two local recruits that are awesome uh, don't play here anymore. Right. So difficult for that, right? Like a little difficult. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know you're talking. I, I I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure they'll have you know some people in the house, but I don't think it's right. going to be like a star-studded event. I don't believe. Yeah. Okay. I just thanks, saw Kenny. Appreciate the donation. Thank you, Kenny A six. The the super the super sticker. sticker. Stick it on. Love him. it. Love it. Stick it on. Bama in 2024. 
So year two, he gets Bama. There you go. We want Bama. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll roll on to uh, to the mailbag. We got nothing else for basketball. I mean, um, we can timestamp. Uh, Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins. Open since 2009, one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick, 513-470-2029. Reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel right. in the chat says, this seems a Vic Lockin injury away from being extremely average in league play. Uh, no, this seems a Vic Lockin injury away from being extremely bad, bad, bad in league play. Yeah. You guys are the worst, man. Jesus. <laughs> Good God. Uh, the worst. I mean, I... I think it's, it's a long <laughs> That's Aaron's new nickname, okay. Eeyore. That, that's fine. I've been called worse. I mean, low-key, <laughs> low I, I was a fan of Eeyore. I thought he had a story that a lot of people didn't want to listen to. I think he's got a lot to tell. I like Eeyore. <laughs> I like you, Aaron. You're a good guy. Throw it up. Always the bag. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, starting off in the football portion of the mailbag, uh, Robert Fauchizel asks, uh, who are two or three names you think are likely to be showing the most interest in our head coaching vacancy in the same way Fickle recruited us to hire him? Um, I don't know. Look, I'm going to make something clear for everybody, a little a little, a little, more clear for everybody. <laughs> there, there you go, Aaron. <laughs> Eeyore. I know. I know who Eeyore is. Everyone knows who I know. I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure all the people know. We got a lot of youngsters in here. Our, this, the, this this chat skews pretty young. Winnie the Pooh has a, a murder movie coming out about, about Jesus. I know about Winnie, you know. So I you know, I'm taking Eeyore all day every day. And Tigger. Give me Tigger and Eeyore. Most of the coaching stuff, if you're looking for coaching information, like insider stuff, you're gonna get it on Bearcat Journal. That that's that giving it away for you know you. If I gave it all away for free here, why would anybody subscribe? Right. Smart. You can stick oh, your head shit. up. With, yeah, you can stick big time. Woo. Jim, Jim Jim wants the news. I don't. I don't know that I've seen Jim in the chat before, so we appreciate you. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. I, um, about, I don't, mean, we don't know where that hour. money goes, but I'm sure it's well spent, Jim. We Lock spent an in. hour. We spent the first hour and fifteen minutes talking about the job yeah. and and names and two hours and last night. And, yeah, two hours last night. There's if you're looking, if if you like. You shouldn't well, need don't to ask kid yourself. Oh, there, there are a lot of coaching questions in this mailbag. So I know, uh, I, know that, I know. I just, I just don't know that anybody's doing it the way that Fickle did, recruiting us to hire him, like, and all of that. I, I don't know that you'll see that with this search. Let, let me get to this real quick. It, it, it claims the search is down to Herman Hartline and Dion. That's not how John Cunningham works. Like it, I, I, I spelled it out in the timeline thread today. Uh, today was going to be a day for vetting. 
talking to all your, he, he talked about this yesterday. I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to talk to, you know, the people that I trust that, that are well-sourced and well-versed in the college sports world. And we're going to, you know, narrow down and focus in on what we're going to do. Then they'll start talking to candidates. And then in a day or two, they'll do their formal interviews. And then you'll have a decision like that. There's no chance. There's no chance that this thing is down to three today. What I will say is this is my favorite list of three. And I don't, I don't hate the list of three. I'm just saying, I don't think there's any chance that, that, that John Cunningham is already like knowing how he works, how meticulous he is. I mean, let what me I've also heard in front what, of this, Jeff Simon has 900 followers. <laughs> what, yeah, okay. what I've also heard by somebody. No, who no, has no, a no Bill, 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 I'm not, I'm not faulting you for asking. I'm just answering. Sometimes the way I answer things makes people think I'm mad at them, but the, I, I'm, this, I'm not yelling. That's just how I talk. <laughs> you get, you just get don't, don't look at Chad's Twitter replies either. That might rub you the wrong way too. Yeah, <laughs> what I will say is those three names. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have a source that Chad doesn't have, um, and and those three names are not on the the name that I heard today. So oh, Aaron, wow, I'll say that. Um, D over there, Chad. I asked this in another thread, and maybe you don't want to answer, so I'll ask all of you. Fickle was your friend. Do you guys feel betrayed by what happened here? I mean, certainly I'm happy for our time with him, and he did so much for us, but it does seem some of his comments, living under a rock, family is most important, seem a little hollow at this point. Your opinion means a lot, and I hadn't really heard it. Um, I don't feel betrayed. This is college sports, man. This is this is how it works. Like, But I'm not a fan. So, like... I'm, I, I watched Mick Cronin walk out the door. Like, I'm not, we're not here. None of this is possible, if not for Mick Cronin. I still have regular communication with Mick Cronin. I know a lot of UC fans feel he betrayed them, feel he, he turned his back on them. Um, I, I, but I, that's not how my brain works. Like, I, I've been doing this a long time. I understand at the end of the day, it's a business. I cannot like the way that it was handled. I don't like the idea of Amy was, was scouting out Madison and Luke was doing uh, formal interviews um, yeah. during the season. I don't like that. I think it's a bad look. Like I, I, I don't like the way, the, the way that the optics of that uh, present themselves in terms of how Especially serious he took the end of this season. Yeah. You were still in contention the whole yeah. time. Like if they were already out of contention, and you're not – here's the thing. He has always stated the goal is to play for championships. That's the goal. So if that's the goal, your focus until you're no longer playing for a championship should be to play for championships. I agree with he you, didn't, Chad. He didn't live up with, to that. He didn't yeah. hold up that end of the bargain. But that doesn't change my relationship I've built with Luke Fickle outside of – all of this, right? Like Luke and Amy have been great when Kelly's, let me, Luke and Amy have been great when Kelly's been sick. They have helped us out. They have had nothing but kind words. They always ask and check and make sure Kelly is doing okay. Like the relationship we have is different than just like, you know, football coach reporter. 
Um, so do I feel betrayed? No. Do I think he handled it well? Also, no. Like, it can be both things. Like, I, I, I don't... Okay, maybe you felt like you screwed yourself last year and that this year that you couldn't miss out, that, that it was time to go, it was time to take a different challenge. Okay, that's fine. But I, I, one of the things I've always talked about, like, and I think you'll agree with this, Ryan. When people talked about Ben and Evan, okay, one of the things that I said was, if, if there, there was this sentiment that, like, to get ready for the future, Evan should have been the quarterback. Because that would potentially prepare Cincinnati for uh, next year and the year after, or however long Evan would have been the quarterback. And I said, are you are you going to look Josh Wiley and Malik Van and Jabari Taylor and Wilson Huber and those guys in the eye and say, you know what, we're punting your senior year to develop for the future? No, and and that's how you create a mutiny in the locker room. Because guess what? Those guys are at practice every day. They saw Ben was the quarterback every day. But I think he punted. And I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, I I, I think the way that it went down, I, I don't think he held to the message that, that he delivered in terms of who he was. And if you're going to live by that shit, man, you better live by it. All the way to the end. If we found out Wednesday that Luke Fickle was taking the Wisconsin job, I think it changes everything because that probably would have meant that he met with Wisconsin on Saturday. After, yeah. After they were no longer, or, or even a lot less likely because you needed USF to beat UCF. Like, I wouldn't have expected him to wait until the USF-UCF game was final before right. he talked to anybody. But, like, I don't think he lived it to the end. So I don't think that's cool. But do I feel betrayed? No. Like, I, he's a football coach. I'm a, I'm a yeah. guy with a website. Like, Ryan? I don't think it takes away from everything he did because I think it was genuine. I think he did make a mistake. I think he did act selfish for the first time in, in five years. Um, Thanks. And, yeah, and so it's like, it's like, yeah, that shit hurts. It hurts me. And I'm sure he would look me in the eye and tell you I'm sorry. I'm sure he'd look everyone in the eye and tell me sorry too. And I think he regrets it. I think I think a lot of people could see it on his face when he's just this whole process. I'm, I think it's hard on him because I think he feels wrong because he's a good man at heart. He really is. Um, I don't think he quit on him. I don't think he did anything like ill-willed and like wasn't wasn't giving his best. Um, mm -hmm. but it does we talk about this, I agree, Tom. I agree with Chad's stance, though. We talked about this. Nobody ever likes the way a coach leaves. Nobody. Like, the, 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 there's no good way to leave. There's no unmessy way to do it. But if you've spent six years telling us this is who you are, I live under a rock, I play for championships, and mm -hmm. then while you're in the middle of playing for a championship, you're out interviewing for a new job, that goes against who you said you were. Yeah. And that that is what it is. It's like disingenuous. He, yeah. Yeah. He felt that that's what he had to do. And I don't begrudge him for that. But I am also in a position where 
We talk about things very honestly here. You can call right. it up, call out the bullshit. Yeah, I call out the bullshit that that at the end he was not who he had been for five years. Yep. And you want to another? That's just the reality of of how this played out. Right. You want to know another thing that I thought was interesting is that all last season, throughout the entire you know year, it was about turning from a top 10 team to a top 10 program. And then throughout this, this year, that kind of, that kind of goal and that kind of, you know, motto and whatnot, it kind of went away. It, the, the talk. You never heard it that again. He step. never talked yeah. about it. Yeah. You never heard him mention that we're still building towards becoming a top 10 program. It, it just wasn't mentioned, you know, after a couple losses, it was more just about, you know, we still have the, the championship in sight. So I, I don't know, that kind of – I'm sure as time goes on, you can find even more tea leaves here and there. You know, he, even his – his he mentioned, you know, when talking about coaches getting fired midway through the year, he mentioned, you know, I – Paul Chris. Which, which interview it was. Yeah, he mentioned Paul Chris and how, how he thought that he was doing a good job at Wisconsin and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets, he gets fired and how it's just, you know, it's always difficult to handle these type of things. Jim so, Leonard. Jim Leonard, everybody in Wisconsin, one of the main reasons – that Wisconsin really wasn't on anybody's radar is because everybody right. that covered Wisconsin believed Jim Leonard to be the next head coach at Wisconsin. Why? That had to be something they were getting from people at Wisconsin. And those people were clearly lying because they had been talking to the Fickles for three weeks. Yeah. I know. And it's just, it's just honesty. It is. And that that's the part I circle back to because I like it's just God I I, I drink that Kool Aid so hard and it I'm not even a player I, like but I was heavily invested in in the team and the program I traveled to almost every away game and I like sitting in every press conference I drink the Kool Aid and uh, you know it's, Aaron, it, it, put, it is bitter where it makes you uh, it is bitter when you you know see hey you know that this is the real life. And this is the business side of things as well. Can you click on it? I can't um, click on it. Where did break go? Oh, I don't know what's happening right now. Remix. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's up, Ryan? Hey, so I, oh, someone did something, man. It's just me and you. Me Let's and go. You. I love this. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I. I think you you know what I'm talking about when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. It's just it's hard because it's like you want to like you want to love the guy that treated you right for six years, but then it's like he does he does one thing against everything, and it's like, well, like was all that real? It's like what I said. It's like getting cheated on by your girlfriend. Right. Right. Yeah, that's why. Daniel, thank yeah. you for the donation. Twenty dollars. That's, that's a lot of cheese out of your pocket. We appreciate it. Uh, says I'm invested in this coaching search and I need Golish or Dion to take this program to the promised land. Fick was one foot out following the ECU game, which must have been here and right there. But okay. yeah, right. Golish, Sorry, uh, the offensive coordinator at, at Tennessee. Tennessee would be interesting. He was the offensive coordinator at UCF with Josh Heupel and then went with him to Tennessee. Uh, that would be interesting. That would yeah. be interesting to take one of their, you know, quote unquote, one of their guys at UCF. And I mean, 
That offense until Hendon Hooker got hurt was electric this year. I'm here for that. <laughs> all right, I have to go find where I was. I got kicked out. All right. Z Fly, I went to high school with this guy, good guy. I'm sure it'll be covered, but I'm super interested in how Ryan feels after the change. He listened to the platitudes a lot more than we did. Um, I don't know. If, I know we kind of went through your emotions with all this, Ryan, but I don't know if there's anything you want to add as a final thought here or not. I think Chad, I liked, I think Chad had a really good perspective. He just elaborated on kind of like, you don't really feel betrayed, but you do feel just like you feel a little put off because it's like some of it, like he didn't like live up to his standard that he set. And bingo. I don't, I'm bingo. Yeah. And you know, I don't think that I don't think that defines him as a man or as a coach. I don't think it defines his legacy as a whole, but it does hurt, and it, it's okay to hurt. It hurts me. It hurts me that he's gone. It hurts me even more that you know he was kind of like not following his word, like when he had everything in front of him. Um, mm-hmm. I w- I wish he was still our coach. I I loved every second of being as being able to play for him, and I loved getting to watch it from the outside this year. And it just sucks that, you know, you, when you're a player, you just feel like your whole world's just got ripped right out of you. Like it's not the same, like all your guys are going to leave. It's just like shit it just sucks, but we'll build back. We'll move on. We're going to, we're going to land. I, I trust Cunningham. We're going to land a great coach and, you know, we're going to, we're going to figure this out. Right. Right. Ryan, I'll say like I'm. I, I can deal with Vic leaving. I lose head coaches all the time here. It's part of the. Yeah. It's part of the job. I, I'm. I I almost teared up when Brady sent me the goodbye text yesterday. Yeah. I'm gonna miss that. Just, it. It's more. People don't realize it's more than just Coach Fickle. Like mm-hmm. there's like a lot. A lot of people are gonna are gonna leave, and there's a lot of people that made this program special too. He's the figurehead, but there's a lot of great people. It are gonna leave, and it's it it hurts. I'm gonna miss Pat Max as much as anybody in, yeah. in the program. So yeah, Brady, Brady, Brady. Uh, but but yeah, but also, uh, you know, Ryan, don't you feel like Luke did a good job, kind of pumping up the program while he was here, though? It wasn't yeah. all about like listen to me, follow me. It was like no, it was all buy, in, buy into yeah. the program. So yeah. That's what that's that's what you've seen through some of the players. Like like I saw Dez say like thanks for everything you did to build the program and and you know good luck type situation. So it's kind of you know kind of more of a vision of that than just like oh I'm I'm gonna be with Coach Ride or Die type thing. Yeah, missing Sharky as well, Jason. I agree. That's a it's a very big one. I missed uh, I missed this donation as well. Uh, if, is if Aaron is Eeyore, is Chad Yosemite Sam? And I think that's pretty good. Um, and then we also just got this one. Uh, honestly, the team probably needs football alumni now more than ever. Most of them have gone through this in the past. Uh, that's a great point as well, Dave. Uh, and also thank you for the donation. So, I'm sorry. I'm now I'm now getting badgered by my daughter. Today. Yeah, there we go. Good, good choice of words. Yeah. Why, why, why is, why is, yeah, you like that? Why is Brady going with him? Isn't that that guy we went to the barbecue place with? Because we did a Brentles <laughs> bites with Brady one time. Tell her we're um, like twenty five minutes out from you being able to answer questions like that. 
to her little heart's content. <laughs> why? Why did did Cincinnati hire a coach yet? Who are they going to hire? What's going to happen? Like I look, I have two hundred thirty four people in this room right now that keep asking me the same questions. Child, calm down. Tell her to watch the podcast and subscribe to Bearcat yeah. Journal right now for seventy five percent off until eleven fifty nine fifty nine p.m. Uh, $25 gets you one year of Bearcat Journal and unfiltered access to all the stuff that is blockaded when you try to just log on as a plebe. All right. UC spent about $9.5 million in support staff and Luke's salary in 22-23. Do you think how much UC spends will be over or under that amount for next year? I have no idea yet. It depends on the coach, right? Like, if you hire a new coach, you don't have to pay him like you paid Luke Fickle. Why? Because he hasn't he hasn't performed like Luke Fickle. He hasn't fickled. Right. So but if you hire, you know, a veteran coach that, that take has care some of juice, then then you gotta you gotta do it a little differently. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know yet. Like I would I would imagine they'll spend about the same or close to the same total. They should. There's a sliding scale. How much does the coach get? How much does the staff get? Um, that, that that is in play here. I, I think it'll be similar, but I don't know like exactly what the math is until we know the coach. Sorry, it's okay. Adding another question I got. That's fine. Uh, how much do you think the hire not having ties to the state of Ohio and recruiting will affect us with Wisconsin now looming large as recruiting threat in Ohio? How important is getting a guy with in-state connections to maintaining recruiting momentum in the state? Big. So, eh, somewhat important. I, I, the head coach the head coach needs it, but you, I mean, if you have a head there are how many programs around the country that are, that are doing well with a head coach that's not from their state. Yeah. Like, you oh, have to make it yeah. a priority. Like, it, you know, you, yeah. you get a Geno or a Carey or somebody that's dialed into Ohio. But you yeah. can't be handicapped to, like – Yeah, yeah, I agree with We you. can only – Michigan screwed themselves for a long, long, long time by saying, we have to hire a Michigan man. It has to play for Michigan. And, like, I, I just don't think that's the right – you go hire the best guy. Yeah. Now, you can't have Tommy Tuberville that comes in here and ignores the entire city. Like, you can't have that. You have to make it clear to the guy in the, in the process. There has to be an Ohio focus, a 300-mile, whatever, you know, the, the buzzwords were. There has to be that focus. But, like, you don't handicap yourself by saying, we're instead of looking at this pool of candidates – we're only going to look at this pool of candidates because they're mm-hmm. specifically from where we demand that they be from. Make sense? Yep. And Campbell took full advantage of Tommy Tuberville not focusing one Sure. And on then the when Luke Fickle shut down the city, it, it changed a lot about what Matt Campbell was able to do. David yep. Montgomery. <laughs> Wanted to be a Bearcat. Which one of these would be – would the coaching carousel less crazy? I don't know 
how that was supposed to be worded. But uh, number one, prohibit schools for hiring a coach until after last postseason game is complete. Number two, move signing day back to February. And number three, open transfer portal after the last postseason game is completed. I don't know that there's a fix. I don't know what the fix is because I don't know how you you regulate the market, right? Like, how do you prohibit a school from hiring a coach until after the last postseason game is complete? All right. You think there wouldn't be tampering? It, like, it, it, it sounds – it's one of those things that sounds great in theory. Yeah. But, like, it's not a law, <laughs> right? Like, like it, there's no uh, legal ramifications – for doing what you have to do to get your next coach. Um, I, I do think moving signing day back could help that specific thing, but then it creates like eight other, there's a reason they moved it to December and it's been a smashing success. So if you move it just for that one thing, like you're, you're, you're plugging this hole while having to like let four other holes go unplugged and the room still fills with water. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a great fix. I think everything's pretty, pretty all right. The way it is. It's just the, that side of the business just sucks. You know, yep. that's that side of college football and college sports in general just sucks. Uh, I, I want to answer this one real quick. Why is it important for a team to recruit locally? Ideally you should just try to get the best players. Um, if you have built a culture where kids grow up being fans of your program, those should be, especially if you're in a hotbed, you're in Cincinnati. Now, obviously there are going to be kids that grow up in Cincinnati that don't want to go, that, that want to like leave for college. Right. That's, that's Nate, that's natural. Like not every kid wants to stay home, but you should be able to focus on, Hey, these kids grew up wanting to be Bearcats. And we're in a place that has a lot of great football. So we should be able to get those kids locally that have, have grown up wanting to be Bearcats. Royer, I'm sure you would like wanted to be a Buckeye probably, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to be a Buckeye. I grew up going if all the games. they would have came with a scholarship offer, how long would it have taken for you to say <laughs> yes? Probably instantly. But – Smallest um, running back in Buckeyes history. <laughs> oh no, I think Brian Williams is smaller than me. He's just a tank, though. Royer's 5'11, 220, man. Come on. Yeah. But um I think that's kind of part of the reason, like you see what's going on with Ohio State right now. They're just recruiting all the best players who really have no pride in Columbus, and that's why they can't really get over the hump and Michigan's beating their ass. It's kind of like that toughness, that local pride and toughness. I think that that Harbaugh is doing a better job of instilling in his guys. You kind of see how they're starting to take that away from the Buckeyes. So and being local think, and knowing the culture and being proud of your team and right. not just being at a program just to what's next for me. Like, like how do I get to the league in three years? Like, I think you're, you're seeing like that kind of bite Ohio state in the ass. And, and when there's a bunch of local talent, there's more odds that you're going to find a good player, two, three, four, five, that is into staying home, that is into being, you know, a part of that hometown team. So, I mean, that's that's why well, you got to focus heavily yeah. on that. They get overlooked, like a guy like Corleone. Like, look at him. Right, right. You know, like in right. this hotbed of Eisen this area. Pace. Yeah. Deshaun. This hotbed. 
they're all now they're all like top two players in the country. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Nuts. All right. Um Pickles buyout was three point five million. Does UC see all of this money, or is this something that gets negotiated down? And was his buyout similar to other contracts around the country, or significantly lower since he was holding all of the cards in contract negotiations? Fairly similar. Similar, you know, when it's higher, when you have a guy get like a ninety million dollar contract, <laughs> then the buyout gets a little little steeper. But like hypothetically, Matt, Matt Campbell. Um, that's a he has a four million dollar buyout. So if like UC was to hire Matt Campbell, they would take the three point five million dollar check from Wisconsin, uh, and they would add a half a million dollar check on top of it, and then they would send it to Iowa State. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope none of that comes to my Easy peasy. I'm not. I'm not on the Matt Campbell train. Roy, what are the guys from last year's team saying? Anything else you want to add there? I know we've kind of gone over Just some of that. shock, shock, like basically like, damn, wow. Like it's just big on that. Like, no one really has a lot to say. Just kind of – everyone just got a little down. All right. Uh, why was the buyout so low? That blows me away. What was the term length? Three and a half million dollars. What do you mean why was it so low? I'm so – you guys confuse me. Hmm. How much because they see they see they see like the ten million a year being thrown around on the headlines. Well, what? How late was he? How, how long was he extended for? Through 28, 28. 28 yeah. I I think that's what they're seeing is like, is it three point five? Like, why is it only three point five to buy him out from a contract that was extended right. for six it's more years? Yeah. Well, the, but there's two different buyouts mean two different things. Like, if Cincinnati were to fire him. He gets whatever was guaranteed in his contract uh, because he was fired. A buyout, like, that's just somebody else paying you to, like, null and void the contract. <clears throat> what juice would they have to say, like, Luke, you if you sign this contract, it's going to cost $9 million for someone else to buy you out? And then you know what Luke would say? Well, I'm going to need... I would need seven million dollars a year if that's what I because ultimately that buyout is on the coach. Now we know the school that they're going to will generally do what it takes to you know make the coach not have to to incur that penalty, but that penalty technically is supposed to come from Luke Fickle. You have to pay us three point five million dollars to break your contract. Okay, I mean Paul Chris at Wisconsin was eleven million, so I think it's just like people are just obviously seeing the big numbers and saying like, yeah, bigger school. Have you heard any real buzz regarding Dion, or is that just a pipe dream? Tell me now, so I can get my disappointment out of the way early. Lol, I don't expect it to be the Dion Sanders. Like I, I just we talked I, about it last night. I, I think don't all think of us it, know it's a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't think. Dion and John Cunningham. Could you imagine Dion and John Cunningham sitting on the, the podium, <laughs> sitting, sitting at the table, like with Neville Pinto, Neville Pinto on one side, John Cunningham on the other, Prime in the middle. I'm just That'd wondering who. I'm just wondering who dresses better, John Cunningham or Coach Prime at that press Prime. conference. I'm just telling you, John Cunningham's got some swag. 
I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying I'm saying he doesn't have primetime swag. I, I think he steps up his swag in that particular. Press and he conference. still gets dominated. Man, I don't know about dominated. I think I think it's I think it's closer than you're than you're giving him credit. Just saying. Uh, which current player would make the best head coach in the future? Not suggesting a player slash coach or even coaching at UC. Huh, which current one. player? Yeah. Royer, hmm. who do you think would be a good coach on this roster? Ben Bryant, because he shows zero emotion. He is ready to take the Yeah, no, but you got, your coach has to show emotion. <sighs> I think Ben could be a good position coach. I don't know. Yeah, Ben, ben would be a good coach. Ben would be a good quarterback slash OC coach. Yeah. Um, especially with the that. way he was hyping Evan, even as he was injured and all of that. Like Evan talked about that in his presser, that he was just every day, like they're supporting him via text and what have you. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, I feel like Jabari could be a good coach. Yeah. I can see Jabari. I think Brady Lichtenberg could be a good coach. <laughs> yeah. Just from like like watching how he has handled himself and like navigated the waters as like the third guy. Um, plus, his grandpa was was a big time coach. Mm-hmm. His grandpa coached Phil Sims at Moorhead State. You know, who Phil Sims is Royer. I know the name. I can't place it. Super Bowl quarterback of the Giants. He did TV for a long time. Yep. Yep. My Picture. uncle was uh, my uncle was actually his roommate at Moorhead State. So, picturing really? picturing Arquan and his energy doing something like I could see him as like a like a position coach. Yeah, he's just always up here with his energy. I thought Garrett could have been a really good coach. Yeah, Ryan. yeah, I agree. I think Garrett might join us Wednesday. I was trying to get him today. Uh, Thursday. But he was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. He was out to Renfro. dinner with the uh, with the fam. I, Renfro's crazy. You need a little crazy. Ryan Renfro's crazy, right? All right. <laughs> how does recruiting yeah. need? How does recruiting need to change with transitioning to the Big Twelve a conference that is mostly Southern? Do we need to develop more of a pipeline into the South? I don't think it needs to change. Like I think no. it just needs to con- continue to marginally improve, as we have seen over the last six years. Like now we're at a point where those average recruiting rankings are like up around 86, 87, take it to 88, you take it to a little, you know, you get to where your average player is just under a four star. I think that's the sweet spot. Uh, they were definitely getting close at, you know, like an, an 87 rating, high 86, low 87. Uh, I think you just need to continue building what you were building. Um, obviously, that's going to take a, a massive hit. Not if you uh, hire Coach it, Prime. Time, time. Just uh, we we really should stop that because it's getting people worked up, <laughs> and they're going to be massively disappointed when it's anybody but Prime. We're literally saying that it's a pipe dream. I know, but they don't hear that. All they hear is we keep saying Prime. Time. Like <laughs> all they hear is, "Look, you got forty-five minutes or an hour and forty-five minutes." to get 75% off Bearcat Journal before this deal ends. And then they just like zombie like, and they go do it. Um, and, and they hear Prime and they're like, I've heard a bunch of people like, look, we're responsible. There's been a bunch of people on the board. Like I was out on Deion Sanders until I like have heard you guys talk about it over the past couple of days. And now I'm in. 
I'm in. And I'm like, shit, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Speak it into existence. We're any trying. chance another, any chance another coach ever breaks fix all-time win record? Feels like nobody would stay long enough to get that many football game victories, especially since they'll be harder to come by in the Big 12 era. They'd either be fired for being so mediocre or potentially poached like Luke just was. Uh, he was only here six years. Like, I, I know in this day and age, that's a long time. But it wasn't like he was here 10, 12, like. And one season was four and eight. Yeah. There, there's good. Well, if you're here 10, like if you're coaching at this level for 10, 12 years, you're going to have a four and sure. eight season. It's gonna I'm happen. just saying, I'm just saying over the course of six years, yeah. one was four and eight. Somebody will. It, it might be 2063, mm-hmm. but but at some point, records are made to be broken. Somebody will break fix all-time win records. Man, that's that's 41 years from now. We'll all be old as shit. Yep. Have you guys been seeing what is going on with Landon Weird? Like tweets, any insight? Um, I'm going to go look at his Twitter right now. There are. There look are, at his likes. Did dad, dad, did dad, dad get on him though? No, they're still there. At least they were at the beginning yeah, of the show. There. Um, yeah, he I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the conversation on this, but he doesn't work here anymore. No so. way! Did you see the one about make it UCLA? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. He is. He is wow. not pleased. I can't imagine that Christmas is going to be. Uh, I think same. there's only going to be five kids at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's. Damn, this makes this just makes me sad. Yeah, but because I'm sure he's got friends like or classmates like your dad didn't tell. Come on, man, I'd be a little bitter too. Yeah, he definitely didn't tell him. He definitely didn't no, tell him about any of it. Right. Damn, he didn't even tell his own son. Where's mom going? Future oh, head mom. coach Landon Fickle. <laughs> Girls trip. Uh, what are the chances we can get prime time? Moving on. Uh, do you see an up and coming name or established name for the next head coach? <laughs> uh, I think they're. I think they're asking. Do, do you think it's going to be one or the other? Not what name I, do you think it's going to be? But so here's the thing that I think is really difficult. I think it's really difficult to take the chance on an up and coming head coach in year one of the big 12 with a roster. That's going to be patchwork unsettled. Right. Like I, I, I think if you had a season, like if this happened last year and you had one year in the American for that person to like get their feet wet, figure out like what their, 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 style is figure out what their organization what the what the culture what the the internal stuff looks like i think that's easy i i think if you know if, if you bring in the, the, and we're this is hypothetical but like just talking amongst friends here if you bring in a, a a guy that doesn't have any head coaching experience and he goes two and ten in year one three and three and nine right the fan base turns on him instantly Especially because if it's not one of ours. They they booed Luke fucking Fickle this year. So the fan base turns on him and because year one's three and nine. Well, like the, the Prater Bryant. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah. So so 
you're you're automatically and what would what would the 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 fan sentiment be during that three and nine season? This guy's in over his head. He has no clue what he's doing. Like it's hard to recover from that. That also trickles to recruits, right? So, I, and and look, you might be able to bring an established name in here that might be, you know, five and seven next year. And still run into the same issue. And still run into the same issues. So, I, I think the question is, what do you feel more confident about in terms of success in year two? Is it the more established guy that can take those lumps in year one and and has been through it before at another place and knows how to navigate like the fan base being pissed off because you had a bad year? Or do you take that young coach first time uh, in a job and let that stress and pressure, maybe they can handle it. Maybe they can. But I don't think any of us are sitting right here right now. Ryan, if I asked you what the record was going to be next year, what would you say right now? I don't think, and what I'm getting at, I don't think any of us are expecting like this is a 10 and 2 team next year. No. No. Right? I think we're happy to make a bowl game at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks to say. Yes. Keith says, Uh, uh, I think the first year of the Big 12 gives whatever coach is hired a pass from the fans. Keith. Luke Fickle didn't get a pass after taking this team to the college football fucking playoff. He didn't get a pass for going nine and three and playing in the final week of the regular season to go to the championship game. He didn't get a pass. Nobody's getting a pass anymore. All right. We got a lot of questions still to get to. Um, How many guys are checked out and not playing in the bowl game as of now? No idea. No idea. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Have we hired a new head coach? Ryan Royer. Give me the headset right uh, now. Coach, how, how, do we, how do we keep the alliance slash trust in our new head coach to a reasonable minimum? You don't. You just keep trusting and get hurt over and over again. It's an abusive relationship being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Fickle still can't spell it right after six years? Oh, you see an explanation why he left from the way he led us to believe he wanted to build something here. We definitely addressed that earlier in the podcast as we spoke about kind of a misstep, um, maybe in the way that this was all handled and all of that. Um, Can you see what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you see make this a December to remember you see plays the next? Have we moved into the? Yes, you we tell have, me this is basketball. But we have moved into basketball. Can UC make this a December to remember UC plays the next seven games at home? How many of those will be wins? What would you need to see over the next month to make you feel confident uh, that this team I, can make pre can meet preseason expectations of a top three AAC finish? I, I haven't spent two seconds thinking about basketball for like five days. I'm sorry. Ryan for, Ryan forgot there was a team. Yes. Yeah. I I I We'll, we'll, there's a game Wednesday and I think that'll like, I've got, we got media tomorrow. So we've got media tomorrow and a game Wednesday. I think that'll like snap me back into it. But I, you know, normally like during a day you have like, 
all right, I'm, I'm doing some football stuff for a while, and then I'm doing some basketball stuff for a while. I'm making calls here, I'm making calls there. Th this thing becomes so all-consuming. Like like we talked, joked about at the beginning, the Tulane game was was a month ago, and Maui was like <laughs> Kel – Kelsey hadn't even had her 12th birthday yet when Maui was played, where my brain is at right now. Aaron probably shouldn't even have put up a basketball mailbag this week. Fair. Like I, <laughs> I there's Brent, only three questions. There's only three questions. I mean, yeah. Well, Brent. well, they are. Uh, I mean, Ken Palm has them predicted to win every game except for one point loss to Xavier. Uh, Ken Palm has that as a one point game. Yeah, 75-74. Forty six percent chance of winning. <clears throat> uh, highest rank on Ken Palm after that is Bryant. On Sunday, that's still projected a 10-point win at home. LaSalle is going to be solid. Miami of Ohio's not terrible. They're pretty bad. Detroit Mercy, um, I don't know. It's And then, of course, the, the first game right before New Year's, Tulane. And we all see how quickly a game against Tulane ruined our moods. So uh, Did you not bring up the cross-town shootout? Yeah. No, I did. Oh, I missed that. This month has been the longest year. You're absolutely right. It's like it's like Jeez. it's like COVID lockdown all over again. Yeah. Um, what one thing could could we possibly see against NJIT this week that would make you most encouraged going forward? For me, it's winning. A, a lot of a lot a, a large margin they're of gonna, victory. They're going to win. We just need to win. We need to win a lot of things in the near future. <laughs> we need we need the Bengals to win. We need the Reds. Look, look, I will just I say this. Smile, I, Ryan. I want to I will smile say this. Again. I will say this about the Bengals game Sunday. I was certain that like that was the most inevitable loss in history after oh, Fickle yeah. going to Wisconsin. Like that's how Cincinnati works. Like yeah. Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati. And then the Bengals go out, lay an egg in, in, in Tennessee and get beat by, like, 24. And instead, kudos to Joe Burrow for, for not Open letting that, that happen. And and making Sunday at least, like, people just drove into the wall of the bridge. They didn't drive into the water. <laughs> yeah. My brownies find a way to win, too. Now they hand it off to the massage terrorists. So can't yeah, wait for I, a minute. Uh, yeah, here you come. You know, I want a uh, I want the, the, the Bengals bandwagon is wide open, Ryan. <laughs> I love Burrow, so there you go. Might have I want to a thirty over. point win. I know I've been knocked down to the basement on this four, but I want a thirty point win. Give it to me, thirty point win, and uh, or plus thirty plus one point win. I'm going Dave here and yawning. It's been a long couple days. All right. How much playing time for Reed and Skillings in December would you guess? I think a bunch. I still want 20, to, 20 for Reed and 25 for Skillings. I want us to get to that point because Skillings is too good to not have on the floor. I think we're yeah. probably – I'm happy if it settles on average. On average, 20 for Skillings, 15 for Reed. I think that's a good yeah, a good sweet spot. I agree. And play a little small ball if needed, uh, which means just Skillings at the three and – Maybe a little read at the four as well. Continue to, to, to roll out those type of lineups as well. All right. Uh, so in the Banks portion of the mailbag, so uh, Skins asked, so I was in a coma yesterday. Did I miss anything? No. Nope. <laughs> also, Aaron, have you seen my sex bots? They seem to escape. 
uh, and that he's talking about all the sex bots that entered the chat. Um, oh, okay. Somebody somebody said that Skins was sending them. Uh, in all seriousness, thanks for the great coverage. My only question is for Royer. Who do you think the next coach will be, and what air fryers will he have in his office? I don't even know what that's referencing. The air fryer. There, there's a there's a like an air fryer running air fryer joke on Bearcat Journal. P.S. Oh, the only okay. answer is West Side Jesus. Yeah, which would be Carrie Combs. I don't think Carrie. I don't think Carrie wants it. I think Carrie. I think Carrie's like on the what's the way riding, riding off into, into the sunset yeah. over yeah. the hill. He's he's ready yeah. He's on the back nine. Uh, I think he could on handle it long term. I don't. I don't, I just don't think that's what he wants. You know, he's 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 been coaching a long time. He's old. I feel like they're gonna go with. My gut tells me Matt Campbell. That just like feels like the safest fit. What is that? Who I want? No, I want them to fight fire with fire. I want them to go out there and go grab prime time. The more I think prime about it, time. like that would salvage it. I don't want them to get Urban Meyer, but I think that would also salvage the craziness. But. Uh, my number one pick at the moment right now is Prime. All right. I did have some questions from Twitter since I put the mailbag up so late and uh, had some questions here from Twitter. Uh, what do you guys think about Dak Nodestein for new strength conditioning coach? He's Joe Burr approved. Uh, I believe he owns or trains at Black Sheep. I uh, no, don't know anything I, about him, but whoever it is is going to bring their guy wherever they've been. So I don't know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, what's your thought on Coach Gino? Do you think he's ready to be a head coach? My thought is he can grow with the program, and he's someone who would not leave for another program. And everybody can leave for another program. Everyone has a price. Everybody, Mick, Mick Cronin left. Chris Mack left. Brian Kelly left his dream job at Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley left a perfect situation at Oklahoma. Everybody can leave. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so I, I don't think that exists. Uh, do I think Gino is ready? I think he, he's ready to grow into it. Um, I think he could use another year at OC. I don't disagree with that. But uh, I think if you threw it on his plate, he would be okay. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, again, I don't know there's any... Jesse Minner, Brian Hartline, uh, the 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 goal the Golsh guy from Tennessee. I don't think there's any of those guys that are going to be good year one yeah. of the Big Twelve. Every time I see yeah. his name, I think Goulash. Yeah, I, think I also don't. Have you, know, you ever did you ever Grolsch beer? It's got it used to have like the almost looked like a beer bottle that was like champagne. You had to kind of like yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Brent? Yeah, the you pop off the top. It, yeah, not like pop it off; it just comes off. Yeah, Grosh. That's what I see when I think of his name. I think when Dave sent me his name, and Dave as a Tennessee guy, it is still a little embarrassing. But I think he put the R on there uh, when he sent his name to me because when I put it in Google, I was like, it didn't come up, and it's like, what the hell? And then it turned out that there was no R; it was just Grosh instead of Grosh. Good job, Dave. How realistic is Heartline? Pretty realistic. I mean, I think there's there's legit smoke there. Okay. Easy enough. 
What are the best expectations for next season in light of a tougher schedule, new staff, transfers, lost recruits, etc.? We kind of touched okay. on this. Get yeah. to six. Uh, I can't Win, believe that's being winning said record. Right now. Yeah, just a winning this is record. Insane. We don't know Get what the roster. Six, we don't know what the know. roster looks like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop making I mean, me laugh at this at the pain of a six-one season. That's my job. My job is to make this not. Like freaking four guys carrying the casket to a yes, funeral. It's... Jesus. Gonna have Bob Huggins popping up out of the, out of the... <laughs> hey, notes. We're not dead yet. <laughs> Ryan has no clue face. what that's about. No, I do not. It was an old commercial way, way back in the day when yeah. UC was still broadcast on Fox 19 for every home game. Um, has Luke Fickle thanked the fans or city of Cincinnati in any capacity? I've seen a lot of statements, but not one recognizing Cincinnati. So he, uh, during the Wisconsin press conference, he did do the typical, you know, thank you to, to Cunningham and Pinto. And he did say special thank you to, to all the coaches that coached with him and also to all the players that played with him because it, and he said, you know, he'd be, he'd be nothing without the players type situation. Coach so that, one-on-one. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but it, honestly, he did look a little choked up, and it, it was a little weird, Ryan. Like you were saying, hey, I'm being honest. It's a little weird. I'm a body language guy. It, it, it just you could tell. I, I don't know if there's some second guessing going on when he was saying all that, but um, he looked off in that getting off the plane. That right. little clips. Of- but that's all I've seen. Yeah. As far as like any sort of thank you message or anything. So. The W is still haunting me. The family W. Yeah. Ugh. Pain. The red vest is almost as bad. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> Jim Trussell. I told you he wanted to be Jim Trussell. <laughs> yeah, you did. Is he gonna? Is he gonna put team on the back of that? You think? Yeah. I would not doubt you, it. He will. Uh, Jeff. Jeff asks, what is the maximum dollar per year and year amount you are willing to pay your specific number one guy to get him to lead the UC football team? First year? Like, what What would you spend on a coach? Five and a half? Six? I was going to say five. Yeah, five. Between five and six, I think, would yeah. is about right. That's where you're tapping out? Would you, Luke, would you five, pay seven right? to get I mean, your guy? If like I mean, we, I think we all have said that that Dion's our guy, and I, I think Jeff even put in the comments somewhere he's only making like six hundred thousand dollars a year right now at Jackson State. He doesn't need yeah, money, right? That's not an issue for he's, he's rich AF as the kids would say. He's, he's endorsed I mean, with Under Armour. I mean, that's when you great if they did a pool scheme with him, like a hey, we'll give you this pool, you take as much as you want, and then dish it out, <laughs> right? Which, which I think is like what you have a conversation with the future coach about. It's like, okay, we can give you more if that's what you want, and then a little bit less in the assistant coaching pool, or we can kind of even it out like that and kind of go by that way and say, here's a total of ten five for you, and you can use it. Tell us which way you want it split up, and go from there. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't. The problem I think there is, I don't think coaches like having to do that because then it right. gets out if, right yeah this well, guy this guy had a 13 million dollar pool and he took eight of it for himself and left well, you don't let it, just have it be like the, the ad the the president the his agent yeah, but the it, it always brent 
this is 2022, it always gets out. The Asian is going to let it out. It always gets out. If Luke had come back to Cincinnati, though, and said this is what you need to match to get you there, 7.9, would you have matched 7.9 for Luke? Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. So I I guess that's how we answer this then. That's your maximum dollar per year. If it's Luke. Do we have that? Do we have that? Going into the Big 12. The, the the thing is with Luke, you find like you find it like it, it yeah. it's out there. It's hard to find that for somebody that doesn't have a track record, right? He also like, he also, yeah. from my understanding, did not allow Cincinnati to match. It was just I don't believe he did. I tried to ask, like I poked and prodded for that very specific reason. I do not believe Cincinnati was given a chance to retain Luke Fickle. I believe Luke Fickle walked into the offices on Sunday morning and said, "I'm." going to be the head coach of Wisconsin. There wasn't a back and forth. There wasn't a negotiation. There wasn't a what do we need to do to keep you. It was I've made a decision, a family decision. Come on. Important. Important. Come on. We talked about this a lot last night, Ryan. Are you are you are you messing with me? Or are you speaking are these Ryan's this, uh... lived under a rock since yesterday apparently. And that's okay. I think this was I think this was very much as much as it was a Luke decision, I think it was an Amy decision. Really? Yeah. Okay. So okay, we'll get into it. We're two hours. Two and, and a half hours. In. Yeah. I don't think Amy's gonna listen and stab me. Um <laughs> stiletto to the neck. Right. Uh so Luke Luke claims he lives under a rock, right? Yes. Where did where did he always say he got all of his information from? That's the Amy. overstuffed mailbag, by the way. Yeah, Amy, Amy, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think Amy was listening when people were booing? Do you think Amy was listening when nil wasn't going as swimmingly as? All right, I see. It, I had no idea about. Is this the... true? Is she, no, she, went Ohio, she went to Ohio State. Okay, I didn't think so. They met at Ohio State. I yeah, they met. Yeah. I don't I, – I, I didn't hear – I see, I haven't heard a single thing about – I talked to Coach Fickle before the year, and we were just talking about, like, he told me – he said, I made, like, two demands. Family said, decision minus Landon. <laughs> yeah. He said, like, I have two – I have two big, big, like, check bo- – boxes need checked. It's more money to pay the staff and the indoor – He's like, and he's like, they got that for me. So I was like, perfect. I came right back, had no issues. That's what he told me. I was sitting next to him in at higher ground after I did that jackass wrestling performance. We talked for like 30 minutes and he was just telling me about like the playoff and like all the money we got from it and how, how much it helped like him be able to do what he wanted to do for the program. And so, yeah, when you're talking about, like, the NIL and the booing, like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, to be honest with you. So, like, I'm kind of, like, shocked and I don't know. Yeah. And I'm also I, – I don't – I really don't know. It's hard for me to believe that Amy Fickle would be in on the – Luke, you got to get out of here. That they don't have nil money for you. Like I don't. Like I really don't. No, 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 no. I think you're looking at it from the wrong angle. 
Okay, help me. I do help think me. Amy would absolutely be one to say. Oh, so so you were hot shit when it was twelve, you know, playing for a national championship. But now that you're nine and three, everybody's got questions. Now that you're nine who, and three, who had questions though? That's what you, I don't. You stood in that stadium. You heard the same thing we heard. You think Amy Fickle didn't hear that? I thought that was just directed toward the quarterback. Who made the quarterback decision, Ryan? I don't know. I'm sorry, Chad. I, I'm just – I'm a little like – I don't know if I can fully understand that one to think that that there was like I think some... there is a level of – okay, everybody is and, – and look, this is the reality of college football. So if this is, if this is true, it's going to happen at Wisconsin at some point as well that, that everybody has your back when you're 12-0. But when things don't go perfect and and maybe you play a couple closer games than you should have and you're you're nine and three but it didn't feel great there's there's the appreciation that you expect dwindles a little bit a wife that has rabbit ears and does all of the listening for her husband is going to get pissed off at that stuff i'm just saying I don't know. I, think, I, I I think it goes back to Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman and him being. It absolutely goes back to. I really don't think I took the job he wanted. Chad, yeah, I think it's more of that. I think it's more of wanting to get back to Ohio State. I really don't think Luke and Amy. This is me, my opinion, knowing them. Like I don't think they give a shit about the dumbasses. Then I'll call them dumbasses that were booing. If they're booing Coach Fickle, they're even dumber. Um, I really don't think they had it. I think they give thing. a shit about support. I think she gives a shit about support, and there was a feeling that the support. I feel like they're smarter than that, been. though. I feel like they're okay. smarter than that. I, I, okay. I think that. I'm just going to respectfully disagree, Mister Chad. But. I don't know. Like I I'll like, explain something else off camera or off okay. the podcast when we get done. <laughs> You're gonna have okay. people going crazy. <laughs> Whatever. It's not he'll something it. I can really say in public right now. He'll post Sorry. it on the he'll post it on the board, and you have to you know seventy five percent off Bearcat Journal. <laughs> you got an hour. Wow, right? Look at that. Up. Look at Royer with the sales pitch. Come on. There you go, Ryan. All right. Well, I think that means we have to wrap this up so Chad can tell me the conspiracy, <laughs> can tell me the I, conspiracy of Bearcat football. Amy Fickle I, does not melt steel beams. I do want to mention hey, one more time. Well. I, I, hope all, I hope all 226 of you who are still here with us uh, going through the mailbag and going through other Dude, the last two nights have been bananas for us. You uh, guys are nuts. You guys but, are nuts. But I do want to mention, uh, if you are not already a member of Bearcat Journal, again, tonight is the last night for the 75% off. $25 gets you uninhibited access to all of the Bearcat Journal articles, posts, boards, et cetera, et cetera. There's even going to be a new board coming soon, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but when, it, know when it rains, it pours. Just saying. Um, but we are we are going to be going through a lot of transition here in the next year as we are, have been prepping ourselves for Big 12 Day 1 Ready as well here at Bearcat Journal. You do not want to miss the next year as uh, 
July 1st is looming closer and closer. So make sure you are signed up if you have not already. Uh, I assume that the people who are bouncing out of the podcast are going to do just that right now. But again, that goes until 11.59 p.m. tonight. Um, 75% off. So, uh, and, and Rower 2006, what about Mike Shanahan? I didn't have anything to do with that. Todd Cunningham wasn't here that tonight, so take that up with him. He popped in at one point tonight. Okay. Well, Let's talk see. to Todd about Mike Shanahan. I I was just a, I was I was Ryan Royer at that point. Todd, 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 Todd. get us out of here. Well, that was fun, guys. That was uh, my Mel Kuyper, by the way. Todd, 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 Todd. Didn't have to be that loud. Your Frank, your Frank Caliendo of Mel Kiper. <laughs> exactly, that was me doing Frank Caliendo doing Mel Kiper. But uh, but yeah, so obviously, you know what? We could listen back to this in a week and be like, Jason, I'm going to wow. stab you. <laughs> Do it, Jason, because who knows? <laughs> but yeah, in a week we can look back on this pod and be like, wow, we we really didn't know anything about the coaching. Service. We don't know but, shit. But, but Dana Beer should be here next week, so that'll be fun. There you go. There you go. But uh, we all know that everyone's locked in. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on, and that, that includes here on BCJ as well. So if there's any place to watch it, it's locked in here. So make sure, as all of them have said, subscribe, join, bada-bang, bada-boom. But special thanks to Danco Transmission. Special thanks to Quality Paper Supply. Uh, you guys are special the worst. thanks to to everyone. Worst. Everyone who submitted mailbag questions, both on Twitter and on BearcatJournal.com, where you can sign up right now for seventy five percent off. Just saying. An hour and fourteen minutes left. And well, just like that, for my good, my good pals, my buddies, my uh, um, <laughs> I forgot I did that. My Sherlock Holmes if you will, as the coaching search blows up. Oh, Thanks crap. for listening, everybody. For Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer, and Brett Young, yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!